0: what's going on everybody thanks for tuning in to life unhyped Hello. we got another very special guest today my boy paul nguyen paul win um he is pretty much known as um a renowned tattoo artist especially in this region and probably the greater la area um paul's low-key sometimes and sometimes he's not but um I'm super glad to have him on the show. He actually doesn't even know why he's on the show and what we're talking about, <laughs> <No fucking laughs> which clear. makes it even more exciting. Um, actually, on the setup today, we um, actually forgot some <laughs> adapters for the uh, mic setup, so we're actually using um, some interesting contraptions to hold the mics up, and you guys can see it probably on the Instagram. But Paul, thank you for coming on. Yeah,
1: man. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, man. I'm I'm really excited to have you on. It. I've been actually trying to. Damn, bro. Oh, just damn. just yeah. going for it, huh? Yeah, I did put the-
1: <laughs> Put your sign that.
0: <laughs> so, um, actually, been trying to get you on for a couple weeks. I know you've been busy. Uh, either that I you know you've been shy and having, like, you know, shy anxiety. Um, I was
1: working on my vocals, man. I wanted to project.
0: It sounds beautiful, bro. Thanks. I really like it, man. So. Thanks.
1: So, actually, my
0: podcast really is about talking about um, a lot of the struggles coming up in the game, depending on whatever you're doing. Obviously, you are big into art um paul's instagram if you guys haven't checked it out already is paul Nguyen art i believe yes all right so right. basically on there you're gonna see a lot of his tattoo stuff a lot of his wood burning stuff his just art in general random stuff he mm-hmm. likes to draw like uh one time he drew me an nsx that was a turtle that was interesting i still oh, have yeah, that. Yeah, I that yeah i still got that man that's uh yeah.
1: <laughs> we should we should be drawing right now
0: hey i think that would be kind of cool too um <laughs> So we uh we all just took a shot of uh of Henny. We got uh Cold Game Drew here. Uh we saw Lloyd from last week's podcast. He's we'll here. T- just checking <laughs> it out. Yeah. But um yeah man, we're here at uh 11 Door, which is a studio in downtown Pomona where um Paul basically does his work out of. And let's just kind of talk about a little bit about um your upbringing um before we kind of get into your work. Uh you were probably Imported over here from Vietnam, probably or something.
1: No, man, like I was that. born here. In Riverside. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. damn,
0: you've been lying to all of us, then
1: I know, I was just fucking with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, man, why don't you step up to the mic and uh at least give us a rundown of maybe where you were born um and um, you know how your upbringing was.
1: I was born in Riverside, Riverside, California. Okay. Riverside Community Hospital. I had my kid there, like, or my first kid, Dakota, there. Super disappointed, dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's gonna be a fucking dope hospital because I was born there and I came there. So fuck, fuck that. It's, but no, it's cool. I love Riverside. I mean, I was born in Riverside. I mean, lived there my whole life. Went to private school. You know, my parents are super Catholic. My dad was going to be a priest, whatnot, you know.
0: Dang, your dad was going to be a priest? He
1: was going to be a priest. So
0: you almost didn't have <clears> to.
1: <throat> yeah, exactly. And they, I think they give him like two years to find themselves. And he found my mom.
0: Dang. <laughs> and then he found like a bunch of, you got a bunch
1: of siblings, don't you? Like, I'm not. Well, you no, know, I got my uh, two sisters. Two, two sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, three, one passed. Uh, when I was young, but yeah, I have two sisters. But I have like two, like seven uncles, and my dad's side has I don't know shit ton of people. I don't know. There's Damn. Still,
0: still straight, Vietnam. straight Vietnam
1: style. Yeah, 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 man. I got raised to farm. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so you, uh, so you went to, uh, you were born and raised in Riverside, went to school in Riverside. So did you have a traditional upbringing?
1: Um, I guess so. I mean, it was kind of mixed. You know, my mom, well, traditional as in what?
0: I mean, like you lived in the burbs and went to school and. You know, um, yeah. Your parents yeah. picked you up from school and all that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, my mom, you know, she worked two jobs. My dad worked two jobs. Yeah, you know, he was working in Palm Springs. Like, it's hard seeing him because they're just doing their thing, trying yeah. to like, ends meet. You know what exactly. Mean? So you um, grew up,
0: you grew up kind of immigrant story. Parents are obviously working. Kids are home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's <coughs> where you get into trouble.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, trouble for sure. Dude. I mean, yeah. I got expelled from fucking middle from elementary school.
0: So wait, you are the you are <laughs> the youngest, aren't you?
1: What was it? Or do you? Young? No, I'm a middle dude. You're a middle child, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, okay, so you're growing up, um, you said uh, in middle school you were getting into trouble?
1: No, I mean, I was a good student, you know what I mean, for the most part. Like how Asians do, So you you get good grades, but you still kind of fuck around? Yeah, I was fucking around. I was just hanging out with some of the wrong cats. I probably listened to this fucking podcast. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Probably not. I mean, only (laughs) probably 10 people listen to this. (laughs) No, but no, that's cool. So, we, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, I'm fucking sixth grade, dude. Like, 96th grade, fifth grade, you know? So it's not like really, you don't know what a crowd is, you know? You don't know who you're hanging out with. But you know, there's a couple, of, you know, kids that we were, I'm hanging out with, and at a time, you know, we were just doing kid shit, you know, and, like Jinkx wasn't was, in, was uh, hot at the time, so we were in that whole like transition of, you know, that whole clothing and that whole vibe, you know, wearing fucking flirt pants and shit and this and that, and um, well, actually before that, I was I uh, I don't know, dude, I was like out there just slagging shit and kind of like you know you're grinding you're, grinding, you're out yeah. there yeah you're out there kid. making money yeah yeah well i didn't know i'm fucking fifth grade yeah you, know, but,
0: you need some money to buy some shoes and shit <laughs> yeah
1: or stealing shit too, yeah. right? whatever and um i don't know if you know my uncle had you know we had guns and shit around the house and knives and shit like that and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna bring that shit to school you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like you know and and you know like an idiot like i'm gonna trade it or this and then this, this and
0: that. You're trying to gun. You're trying to trade guns for something.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for like jewelry or something. Oh. something stupid, right? I mean. All right. Damn. So yeah, so I got caught, and um, that's
0: when you got expelled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. Cops so came I, and everything.
1: No, well, they came to my house. I didn't go to school, um, but yeah. So they just suspended me at first because they didn't like really like know that there was a gun involved. Yeah. Oh. But they okay. found a knife on me. So, oh, like, gotcha. Okay. So like, I got suspended for a night. And then... Um, you,
0: had the, you had the get in your pants or what? Was it? You had
1: the get in your pants? No, dude. No, <laughs> dude. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, I got expelled. That's shitty. And, you know, obviously that fucking family was, like, super upset about that shit, right? And then I went to public school, you know? Public school was a whole different fucking animal, you know? Because, like, in private school, you kind of sheltered a little bit, you know? You don't really, like... You don't know segregation. You don't know... You don't, I didn't know I was fucking Asian, you know? Oh, interesting. So... Except uh, for all that Vietnamese food you were eating. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I was hanging out with like, you know, the Hispanic cats, you know, because I was over there by, you know, CB, in Riverside, Malanca yeah. area. And, you know, a lot of the homies. So when I we went to Sierra Middle School, like, those are the cats I was hanging out with, you know, it was all predominantly Hispanic. And all the Asians, I remember the first, uh, my friend Trang, she's the first person that came to me when I was in middle school. She was like, hey, you Should hang out with us, and I'm like, why the fuck should I hang out with you guys? Like, I don't know who you do, yeah. He's like, because you're a nation, you should hang out. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, these I know these guys, I'm gonna hang out with these guys, these are the, the friends, you know, yeah. And so, that was kind of like an eye opener, you know, and it was kind of like a weird struggle trying to fit in, you know, like, okay, who do I really associate with, you yeah. know? And so, I was hanging out with these guys and started doing a lot of you know, graffiti and you know, stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Running, running how with that old, crowd, how you know. old were you? Oh, oh, I was exactly. in seventh grade. Okay. So in That's, junior high. Sixth grade, yeah. Seventh grade.
0: Start tagging and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, games. were you
0: already, like at a young age, were you drawing and stuff?
1: Um, as early as I can remember, I was drawing. So my okay. uncle that passed away, Andrew, um, he passed away from lupus. He was like my mom's youngest brother. He taught me how to draw. And um, so I remember drawing Transformers and Voltron and all kinds of shit back in the day, He Man and all that stuff, you know, like space scenes. And then when I went to uh, went to school, I'm in kindergarten. I was in school, and they're like, "Oh, it's arts and crafts day. Like, you know, like you should draw something." And I'm like, oh, "All right, which the fuck, should I draw? You know?" And I look up, and it's like it's a crucifix, and I'm like, "I'm gonna draw the crucifix." Oh, damn! So I drew the fucking crucifix, and then all the teachers came around, and they're like, "Oh man, that's crazy! Look at that shit!" And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, I'm just what are you talking about? I just drew something." And so they called, like, literally all the teachers in the school. And they all came down and they watched, like, looked at what I drew. And I guess they were in shock. And so that year, kindergarten, I drew the cover for the for the school, for the yearbook.
0: Oh, dang. That was when you are in Catholic school?
1: Yeah, it was like my kindergarten year. Yeah. So I was, like, five, six years old. Yeah. And then um, I got a scholarship in third grade to art school. But I never – I was kind of fucking off. I was third, third grade, you know? So – I got the full scholarship, so all the teachers banded together, paid a bunch of money, and gave me the scholarship to the Riverside um, like Art Museum or something like that, and so every day, I would ditch, so the first day I went to art, art school, and I went there, and the teacher's like, hey, you should draw all this, and I'm like, man, I don't want to draw that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, fuck all this, and so I started ditching school, you know, at a really, like third grade, fourth grade, is a ditching school. And me and my uncle would go hike Mount Rubidoux okay. every day, dude, Like for three months or something like that. And then all of a sudden, the this art school is like calls my my private school. They're like, "Hey, man, uh, when's Paul gonna come over to the art school?" Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Uh, what the? What are you talking about? You should be there." And then they call my mom and dad. Like, hey, uh, you know where Paul's at? <laughs> my parents are like, "He should be in school." You know what I mean? Yeah. So they found out I was like ditching the shit. So then pretty much uh, pulled the scholarship from me and I was like, eh, whatever. I didn't really care. Went back to regular school. Got it.
0: You know what I mean? So w- at what point did you go to public school? After I got expelled. So that was
1: in <laughs> junior high then? That, yeah, that was like the, the private school went up to, um, went to eighth grade. Got it. It was like St. Francis, downtown Riverside. Got it. Went to eighth grade, um, but I got expelled in like sixth grade, I believe. And then I went straight to public school. Got it. All
0: right. So, and then how was high school?
1: High school was cool. I mean, you know, I mean, I was a straight A student all the way through, you know, like AVID, all so, that shit. So, you kind of- be went... all that, you know I mean? Asian student body. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Somewhere, somewhere along the line, you kind of got right in high school.
1: I mean, I was always right on the educational side. Yeah. You know, because at home, like when I get home, I'm like, yo, dude, I got you know study and stuff. And I enjoyed it, you know? I enjoyed math and science and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, you know? Yeah. But- a part of me is like oh i want to see the world too you know my mom was like very strict like oh no you can't leave you can't leave the house you can't do this do that you know cuz her brother my uncle was like very sick you know and my sister at the, at the time too she was you know it was like around that time when i was you know fucking up <clears throat> my sister was you know she, when she was born you know she had like a like something wrong with her brain whatever so we knew that she was going to pass we didn't know how long you know oh so my mom lost You know her daughter and her brother, around that same time. Oh man! So she was like super, like very, um, I guess you'd say. You know, worried about us. You know. Sure. Yeah, so super strict. She's like, no, you're not leaving the house. You're not doing nothing. And I was like, fuck that! I'm out of here. So I'd like run away from home like all the time. You
0: know. This is in high school.
1: This is all through, Yeah, middle school, high school. You know. Yeah. I I was a fucked up kid. But you're yeah, getting good I, grades. I, yeah, exactly. I put them, I put them put them through a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: I mean, okay, of course, through high school. I mean, you were getting in trouble. You were probably hanging out with the wrong crowd.
1: But oh yeah, I don't think high school is hanging out with the wrong crowd. Okay. You know what so I mean? So
0: things were kind of up and up, but you were just running away.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I had multiple groups I was hanging out with. You know, like, and at the same time, I was like pushing. You know what I mean? Like weed and stuff was like super illegal, and I was. Pushing weed since like seventh grade. Yeah, you know what I mean I was selling weed, you know, and I was like that young kid that was selling weed in fucking middle school and high school and shit. And were you smoking? Yeah, I was smoking for sure. You were smoking at what? Like I was probably smoking like when I was freshman year. I was like really okay. smoking heavy. You so
0: you 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 were kind of you did you start in middle school?
1: Um yeah, like I, I mean I don't remember the first time I smoked. You yeah, know what I mean but fuck yeah. I'm,
0: so you're you slinging
1: um, weed. Yeah. Um and throughout. yeah, so like when the Asian. Crew was like, "Yo, you need to hang out with us, you know." And so I started hanging with these guys, and there's like a lot of the young, older cats, you know. Yeah. And those older guys were like, "Yo, Paul, you come on and check this out." And I go to their fucking farm, and they open up a refrigerator full of fucking spears of fucking weed, and they're like, "Yo, we want you to fucking sell this." I'm like, "Oh, I can make money off this shit." Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would like roll a bunch of joints and sell joints off, you know. You know, it's like easier to sell that way. <coughs> but then. You know, as I'm getting older, like high school, I was going, I was the one that's going to all the clubs, you know, and selling at the clubs and shit, which is kind of crazy because I wasn't even old enough to be there. Right. So.
0: All right. So basically through high school, you're doing good grades. You're kind of running away. Uh, you start um, becoming a businessman of some sort. Um, start grinding, making some money. Um
1: Yeah. And- I'm surprised I'm even fucking saying this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this shit, no going should know this shit. Yo,
0: man. and we know we, we don't know if uh if any of this stuff's true. You know what I'm just saying. We're just we're just
1: talking. That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you were just <laughs> bullshit, You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: But along that case, um, in high school, you were um still keeping up with your art.
1: Yeah, so I mean, deep down inside, you know, it's something that I just can't. It I can't shake. You know what I mean? Like every day I'm doodling, I'm drawing. It like drives me crazy if I can't just put something out, like release. It's like, yeah. you know, some people have journals and they have, you know, they write, you know, poems and whatever the fuck, they do. you know what I mean? Like everyone has some, some way of releasing, you know? Um, mine is, I guess you would say drawing, you know? And so I have to, all the time, doodle. I just, and I think Dakota's like that now, my daughter. Yeah. I mean, I'm just surprised I'd look over and she's drawing on every fucking thing that we have in the house, you know? Tables, fucking napkins, everything. And that's kind of how I was when I was younger. So when I look at her, I'm like, oh, man, I was like that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just some type of release. That whether I finish or not what I'm drawing, I just have to do it, you know? I don't really care what it is I'm putting down on the paper. I just have to put something down.
0: So you go through high school. Um, you're still putting out work. Um, you go to college. Um, what was that experience like for you?
1: Um, there was a shift somewhere. I mean, I was always drawing, but I never thought of art as being an avenue or something I was actually good at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would see other people in art school because I never really took art classes, you know? After I dropped out that or fucked up that opportunity I had. Yeah. I never took another art class. And so when I was in high school, I see a lot of people like in art class and running around with their you know, drawings. Like, oh, shit, just dope. Like, look, look what I drew. And I'm like, oh, I can do that too, you know? Yeah. And I was always kind of like, quiet about that. Um, coming to college, um, right after high school, we st- I started a clothing company with my buddy Koi, called I Level, And this was like right out of high school, dude, That was like freshman year of college, and we had a warehouse right behind UCR, I went to UC Riverside, and uh, for marketing. And so we had a warehouse behind UC Riverside, uh, right on Big Springs, it was like a church, like abandoned church, whatever. So we had a full on silk screen press company, like sales screening for all the corp, like all the frats and sororities and clubs and stuff like that, and all the UCs and Cal States, and we would just go. It was a, for me opportunity to go party with all these guys, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make shirts for them, and the you know our thing was like, you know, we'll go to them, and get their business because a lot of people. So you know, every quarter they would go around trying to find someone to silk screen their shirts for them. Da, 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 and just, I was in the Asian clubs. I saw how stressful that was for them, and I was like, dude, I'll print for them, you know. So we started the company, and we started printing for all these, all these you know, clubs, and we did really, really well. And we had this abandoned church next door that no one really used, and we weren't really allowed to use it, but we broke the doors down, and we started throwing raves and parties there, and started <laughs> renting it out for clubs and sororities and shit. So you found an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was cool, you know what I mean? So I was just like, that was my thing, you know? I was just, you know, opportunist, I guess you say, but... So I was making shirts, dude, at, you know, throughout college and throwing parties. And that's kind of like basically what happened. It's kind of like I hooked on that, you know. And going to school for business, it was cool because I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm applying what I'm doing right there, right behind UCR, you know. I'm yeah, going yeah. to school, learning about this shit. And I was like, yo, I'll apply right here.
0: Learning about free rent. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it was like my homie's dad was like the cop, you know. And at UC Riverside and stuff, so, like, they'd come in, like, yo, Paul out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was cool. I had a good thing going, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was even, like, like flipping books at the time, you know? Like, oh,
0: man, books, man. That's yeah, such a dude. good business back then. It was
1: such crazy, yeah. So, we, uh, dude, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> so gonna, yeah, I had, a, so anyways, yeah.
0: you had some good opportunities. I had, a, I had a good
1: racket going, dude, but, yeah, yeah it was cool. It was cool, man.
0: So, you were out there grinding, doing your thing, and um, somewhere along the line, uh, at some point, I mean, you must have started tattooing it.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I was tattooing in high school, you know, or be, before high school. Um, so I'm trying to remember the first one, the first time we were doing it. Um, this guy Saul, one of the homies from the hood, like from the area, had a machine. He was like, yo, Paul, this tattoo, you know? Yeah, nice. you know how to draw. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we was just messing around with tattooing all the homies, you know? So throughout high school, I was, I was yeah, I was always doodling on the, with the friends, you know? And never thought tattoos would ever be what I'm doing now, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, so I was just always just kind of messing around with the friends and then there's a big gap in that time when I was, the last tattoo I did or whatever it is, I think it was like right after high school because college, you know, I lost touch with all of those friends, you know? Hung out with them but, you know, we, we all did our own thing, we all had like started businesses or started careers or whatever and tattoos was not on the radar. So, you know, for me, I was like, start business, do marketing, whatever it is. And there was a company that I was working for in Riverside, I was doing government, like, government procurement. Um, so I was, the company that we had doing t-shirts and stuff, I started getting into graphic design. <clears throat> and um, I was like making flyers for, for clubs and parties and stuff like that, and making business cards. And I was like out there trying to like solicit more business. So I'll go, Drive around Riverside and go cold call, just like walk up to people's businesses, and offer my services. And I ran into this uh, business in Riverside off of Harupa, whatever it is, and it was SSD Schwinn Street Design. And this guy's closing his shop up. It's like right after 9/11, or whatever it is. And he's a CNC machine company that like made like airplane wings and all kinds of stuff. But he had he hit that that wall after 9/11, and so his business was kind of coming down. So I was like, hey man, you know, this is what I do, make t-shirts and, <clears throat> and like business cards and this and that, do you need any of that in my service. And, his, and for some reason, he just kind of like opened up and he needed a vent or something that night and he just kind of like vented to me like, oh man, my business is, you know, I was doing, making millions of dollars and you know, now I'm like not doing that well, this and that. And I'm like, "Oh, that's, this is an interesting guy. And he opened his doors, let me walk through his shop and I was like, dude, this is fucking crazy, you know. He's like, come back tomorrow and we'll, you know, talk. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah. So I came back the next day, try to get, you know, a graphics business or something, like some type of account from him, make shirts. And I ended up um, learning his business, you know, which was why he was failing. And he, was, he didn't have the, I guess you would say the certifications up to date at the time. And I was like, oh, you know what? There's no one that's even taking that initiative to help him do this, you know? And I was like, this is a great opportunity for me or just something I just want to learn something different, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like super eager to like learn something new. And so I took it upon myself to go down to March Ref- March Reference Base. And they were giving out free classes on like um small like SBA, small business administration stuff. And so met a bunch of people there, learned a bunch of stuff about like how to get certified, or for small, you know, disadvantaged businesses, minority businesses, stuff like that. And went back and uh, helped him get certified. You know, got a bunch of accounts for him. Did a bunch of like, linked him with a, linked them with a bunch of uh, government contracts and stuff like that. Right. And while I was there, his son, Kevin, and this guy Matt and Seth, uh, this guy Seth was getting tattooed by my mentor Ben Corn, at the time. And so Kevin and Matt were like, yo, Paul, you should start tattooing, you know? And I'm like, man, fuck that. Like, why? You know, like, I'm not gonna fuck everybody up. And they're like, yo, dude, if we get you the equipment or this and that, like, would, would you be down to start tattooing, you know? And I'm like, fuck, sure. So I started tattooing those guys. And next you know, everyone around me was like, yo, I wanna get tattooed. And so I set up a shop at my mom and dad's house upstairs. They had a like, five bedroom house, I had like one room. I just fucking gutted it out, made a tattoo shop out of it. Ah. <laughs> so like all day it was just a bunch of random fools like going to my parents' house. How know? old
0: were you then? Um,
1: shit, I don't remember. Like You're so like twenty one. Got it. Something like twenty, twenty one? Yeah. Something like that. Um Yeah, dude, so that's kinda like how that kind of like jump started again. Yeah. You know?
0: Did you did you when you started at that point, did you feel like it was something that you gravitated towards right away or
1: it was another form of doing art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, do, I was doing art all the time anyway, like like I said, I was always releasing somehow, so I was painting or whatever it is, you know, and right. like this was just like because all day I was you know doing technical stuff, I was you know trying to get people make make money for people you know and try to learn you know business or whatever you want to call it and this was a at the end of the day like, away from me it's like, hey, you know what release like do some like art, you know, instead of doodling on paper, I'm doodling on somebody and actually getting paid for it. it was cool, but I never did it for the money, you know, I just did it because it was fun, right, you know what I mean, I was tattooing so many people for free, just just to do it, you know I'll travel all over the place, San Diego, my homies are like, Yo, I'm in San Diego, I'm in San Francisco, whatever and I'm like. Okay, give me a hotel, I'll come out and talk to you. Well, let's talk about that a little bit
0: because I think one of the things that is kind of important for young listeners right now is I think this whole concept of, like, paying dues is something that's a little foreign. I feel like a uh, lot of millennials right now feel like there's, like, a, a sense of entitlement or they they feel like they just are owed something, you know? And
1: Yeah, I want- let me see. This. I feel some of that for sure, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, th- I guess that's all very... Um, depending on the search, the person and situation. Sure.
0: Well, I feel like this. It's like, I kind of want to hear about your story. You said you had a mentor. You know, I think a lot of us um, are lucky enough to say if we had a mentor or not. Um, Obviously, if you have a mentor and he had an impact in your life or he or she, um, you know, that obviously gives you a good start. But Mm -hmm. to get somebody to mentor you is not really easy. So,
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I guess let's go back, I guess we say, because like, at an early age, you know what I mean. Um, if I think back at all the shit I did, you know what I mean. Like even when I was in sixth grade or whatever, like pushing fucking weed, I had a mentor, you know what I mean. Someone was in the game, and like <clears throat> when I went to business, same thing. And you know, I, you know, I, I went, I did a lot of seminars of like leadership stuff, you know what I mean. I was in USB and did a lot of that stuff, and you know, I guess I was in a lot of leadership roles, you know. And the thing I learned about was like you, the biggest thing in life is you. You, like, we want to mimic somebody. You know what I mean? We want we see somebody that has something or, or living a lifestyle or whatever it is, and you're like, yo, I want to be like that guy or this aspect of that fucking life. You know what I mean? Um, maybe not the whole life, but, like, this guy has a car or whatever the fuck it is that I want. How the hell do you get that, you know? And so when I was doing business, I had a lot of mentors in business. So when I got into the tattoo, like, arena, it was already like an easy thing for me. It wasn't like, I wouldn't say easy, you know, like it's hard to find a mentor. Yeah. But I knew that's what I needed, you know, like it was already like set in my mind. So when I was tattooing my parents' house, I would see all the magazines come out. You know what I mean? I would see all these people like, you know, I'll go to like tattoo conventions, stuff like that. And i see like, oh, dude, I want to be like these guys, you know, but I can't be submitting my artwork to a magazine and say, hey, who's this fucking guy, Paul? Oh, Paul from fucking my mom and dad's house. You know what I mean? Like, what shop? Yeah. What shop is he working at? Like, right. who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, all right, well, how do I get a how? How do I get into a shop? You know what I mean? And so I was going around to a lot of tattoo shops, and I mean, my story gets deep. I was like, I was going to school at that time to be a doctor. It was fucking crazy. So, um, yeah. So I was going. Yeah, I, like, I got locked up, but a bunch of shit. Like we already kind of just fucking leapfrogged over. Yeah. But so now I'm out. I got a record on me. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? I want to make a difference in life, so I want to go, go back to school, medical school. So I did that, you know. And I was doing fucking great. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is my path. Like I want to do this shit. You know what I mean? And my uncle, my aunt, they're already doctors. So they're like, yo, Paul, like, well, just give you a heads up, man. If you really do become a doctor, you're probably not gonna get a job. You know what I mean? With the fucking, with the record you got. And I was like, oh, well, that's fucking kind of shitty. They're like, you might as well just start tattooing. And the mentors I had in business at the time were like. And I, I had this pivotal point point. I was like, yo, I'm doing really well in tattooing, you know, I'm making good money, this and that. But I really want to be a doctor. I really want to do this shit. And all of them said, Hey, you know what? You just you know, at the end of the day, if you close your eyes, whatever, right? It's like, what is it that you can't, you know, wake up in the morning and do and, and go to sleep at night and do? You know, and for me it was art. Like I can't like I said, I can't wake up in the morning and not go to sleep at night and not do some type of art. And that was like an easy answer for me. So I just kind of dropped out and like went straight for tattooing. And um, so
0: when you I, said dropped out, dropped out of,
1: I was still in, I was still in this uh, this like I was still trying to find myself at that moment. Like yeah. I was still going to school. Yeah. So when I was going to different tattoo shops, I was like seeking out certain people to mentor me because I really wanted these guys. I really wanted to learn from these guys. Yeah. So I was, I'd open the magazine up and I'm like, this guy's dope. This guy's dope. This guy's dope. And I'm gonna go fucking go find this guy and talk to him. And that's what I did. I went from shop to shop, and it's like deep, dude. They're like, Hesperia and fucking places where I have to drive every day. But I was, for me, it ain't shit, because I used to work in fucking Oceanside every day. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, drive to Oceanside, do marketing, and drive back home. And it would be like a full day, you know what I mean? And so I'm not scared of all that shit, you know what I mean? A lot of people are scared of, like, changing their life or, like, stepping out of their comfort zone, you know what I mean? For me, there's no comfort zone, you know? Right. And so if you want it, you can go get it, you know what I mean? So... I wanted these guys to mentor me, you know, I was like, I wanted these motherfuckers, like, I needed to learn. And I can't do it on my own. That's just bottom line. I need someone to teach me. So I went to go find these guys. And at that point, now they have this, they have a skill set, right? But do they have, do we have the camaraderie? You know what I mean? Or like, like, can I hang out with this motherfucker every day? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of, kind of came down to that, you know? Sure, like relationships. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> because like skill set, skill level, anyone right. can learn that. Sure. But, you know, as it comes like, you know, um, you know, just being able to talk to somebody every day or hanging out with them and other characteristics of that person you want to, you know, um, acquire. you know, sure. so, um, yeah. so back to my buddy Seth. So he was working at the shop where I was at. And my boy Seth was getting tattooed by this guy Ben Corn. And Seth's like, yo, Paul, you need to meet my boy Ben. And I was like, because he knew what I was trying to do. He saw me. I've been working with him for a few years, and he saw that I was getting back into tattooing because I was tattooing on his buddies. And so he's like, "Yo, got me Ben." And I was like, "All right, cool, fuck it, I'll go meet Ben." But mind you, I already know when I'm, I'm meeting this guy Ben. I'm not gonna just walk up like, "Yo, Ben, I want to get Brennan's. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking super gay. So, and I think a lot of people fuck up is because they don't take themselves so serious enough, you know. So when I went to Ben, I had a portfolio. You know, I had my artwork, like, fucking you know, presented correctly. Right. It's your fucking, it's your, your resume, you know what I mean? Right. Is this you, is pre-Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you see a lot of motherfuckers like coming through with like drawings on line sheet paper and like, yo, here's a bunch of fucking scraps, you know what I mean? And they expect to get an apprenticeship and I was like, dude, like, and I wanted to show him like I was pretty serious about it, you know? And so I went there and literally the first day I went, I talked to Ben and like on the spot he gave me an apprenticeship and a lot of people were tripping out because they like, so many people went to Ben to get an apprenticeship and, you know, didn't get it, you know, and, and I owe Ben a lot for that. You know what I mean? Like he opened so many doors for me and taught me a lot of shit and he was killing the game. He still kills it now. You know, yeah. he was a guy that would like, you go to every tattoo convention and show and he's winning every fucking award. You know, the shop that he was working at, that I apprenticed under was like top shop in the nation, you know, at the time. So in Temecula. And so Temecula is like an hour from me. You know, I, mean, I live in a riverside at the time of Corona. So every day I've been going out there fucking day in, day out, seven days a week, you know, fucking scrub the toilets, fucking vacuum, clean the windows, you know, f- clean the fucking fish tank, you know, and they gave me a true apprenticeship, you know, make needles, make ink, build machines. Yeah, Like the whole ins and outs of tattooing. You yeah,
0: know? so basically started from the
1: bottom, exactly. you know, just, just fucking whatever it took to get the shop running. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you, everyone kind of apprentices in a very small way anytime you meet somebody. Because you have a really short window and opportunity to meet that person, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have an opportunity to kind of know, get to know them a little bit and get something from them. And if you fuck that up, that's your fault, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like right now, it's like we're talking, and you kind of get to know me, and get to know you. And when I tattoo my clients, it's a great opportunity to get to know my clients. Yeah. And I take that, when I get tattooed, I do the same thing. So when I get tattooed by certain tattoo artists, I consider that a little apprenticeship for myself. So when I'm getting tattooed by this guy for four fucking hours, I get four fucking hours to pick this guy's brain. You know what I mean? Or get, learn some stories from him and get to know him and blah, 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 you know? So I try to get every like, opportunity I can, you know? Yeah. And apprenticeships never fucking, never end, I guess you would say, if you call it apprenticeships. Sure. But mentors will always be around you and whether or not you realize they're around you or not. Sure. Um, but they're there, you know? And My mom told me early on, like, you know, everyone has certain characteristics, you know, some are good, some are bad, and you don't wanna, you know, take the good, get rid of the bad, you know? And so, even when you're apprenticing under somebody or you have a mentor, not every single characteristic of that mentor is going to be a match for you or something that you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I wanna be exactly like that guy. Right. But you know, he's a fucking drunk or a fucking, like, you know, like, he has certain characteristics Like you just don't want to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like you just kind of, you know.
0: So you were there, I mean, to learn skills within the within the spec of.
1: Um. Yeah, but I learned from everyone at that shop, for sure. Sure. You now, there was, um, it was a banging shop. There was like four or five people there were working all the time, all super busy. Um, ben specifically for his style of tattooing, for sure. You know what I mean? And the way he, he was very, he had a really good business ethic, you know what I mean? He'd show up early leave late, you know, very on point, very scheduled, you know. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like. So
0: so you go in there, you start, you know, doing busy work, and at some point after a few months, after a year,
1: um, you start. Since I had some type of like tattoo
0: experience experience a little bit, you
1: know what I mean? Um, But it was definitely an eye opener because I didn't know technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're self-taught. Yeah, exactly so it's like you know how the machines ran you know why they ran the way the certain ways they run you know like how is it, how it penetra- penetrates the skin how ink lays down you know how you clean this and that, that, that. Like, it's all of like technical stuff um but he didn't have to teach me how to draw you know what i mean right. and so we had it was like kind of fast forward a lot of you know stuff a lot of people that apprentice are like Brand into drawing Which is kind of crazy to me Oh that's super crazy Yeah because a lot of people Hit me up for apprenticeship I never apprentice anybody But a lot, some people Hit me up for apprenticeship And I'm like uh, So what do you do Oh I do construction I'm like what the fuck You're Like do <laughs> you know how to draw You know am like No I want an apprentice Because I want, you know Tattoo makes a lot of money I'm like well If I can't talk to you You know what I mean Like Yeah yeah It's a crazy reason You know Yeah Because The first few years I wasn't really making money You know I had money coming From other Like Lessons, other means yeah. So I was like I lucked out In that aspect But you know, as far as actual tattooing, making money tattooing, I wasn't really making money, you know, it sure. took a long time for me, for me to actually build up a clientele.
0: I think that's the big thing, just in general, um, when I talk to young kids, especially with a photography background, is that people come in, and they have these like, grandeurs of people who are making it in the industry, yeah. and feel like, yo, like, that could be me, like in six months, Yeah, you know, man, and people, a,
1: they don't see the background shit, man. They don't see all the stuff that you're doing every day, like the shit you're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like, you're starting this whole, you know, podcast, whatever it is, you know, but, like, there's a lot of fucking running around and just, you know, putting your elbow grease in, you know what I mean? And I think in the tattoo scene, I guess specifically, you know, because it's so easy for you to go on Amazon or fucking wherever and buy tattoo equipment and start tattooing, you know? And some motherfuckers are killing it right now, like, straight out of art school or whatever, and they're, like, straight up killing it. Um, but what I did learn from Ben and the guys that I you know, hung out with at the time where you know, there's, there's a history to everything. You know, there's a, I guess there's people that open doors for you. Yeah. You know, and you have to give them that respect. You know, and if you don't, you're kind of lost. You know what I mean? Right. They, they are your mentors, whether or not you even talk to them or not. Like you read their book, they mentored you. Sure. You know what I mean? If sure. you fucking listen to their YouTube channel, you fucking got something from them, you know? You gotta give them that respect, you know? On Instagram, you better fucking give them a hashtag, you know, or fucking, you know, fucking give them a shout out, you know what I mean? But it's so stupid to think that way now, but like, it's kind of true, you know? And as I got older, when I was younger, I was fucking saying I'm younger, right? But in the 20s, it felt like it was easier to get a mentor because a lot of these older guys in the 50s, 60s would see me like, oh, I see you and me So they'll do everything they can to help me. But when you start getting in your 30s, bro, people expect you to know shit, you know, so that it's really kind of harder to find someone to mentor you, Mm. you know, whether or not you want to get a mentor. Because they see you as a fucking adult, like, you should be, like, have your shit together. You know, so, um, and I, so, if you're trying to get mentored, lie about your, lie about your age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I'm an Asian, so I look younger. <laughs> no, but yeah, I started realizing that because, like, you know, you do do business with certain people. Sure, there's certain things you know and a lot of things you don't, you know? And the things you don't know, to seek that out and actually say, hey, you know what? Like, and, you know, be truthful about it with yourself and say, hey, you know, what? I really don't know this. I really need some help. And you find the right people that help you for sure, you know? But sometimes, People are so like when you get to a certain age, you have so many responsibilities. People are just so they're in their life, you know, they're doing, they're doing shit. And so, for you to come in there and say, Hey, you know what, take some time of your life to help me because I don't, you know, know. Um, and especially now in an age where we have so much information available to us, like a lot of that stuff's kind of like, um, expected, I guess you would say. Sure. So, People expect you to know certain things when you get that, that certain age. And when they're younger, I think mentally you're like, "Oh, this kid's young, so therefore we expect them not to know anything." Right. So I'm willing to help them out more. You know what I mean? And when they get a certain age, you're like, "Motherfucker, you should know." Yeah. So and I, you know, I'm at fault. Like, but you don't know their past. You know, you don't know when it took for how long it took for them to actually get enlightened in their head to say, "Hey, you know what?" And and own up to like, or taking that leap to say, "Hey, you know what? I really want to learn now." And you know, I think everyone needs the opportunity to fucking learn, and if you give them the opportunity,
0: well, I think the biggest thing is that I've, like, I've I've had my hand helping the youth, and yeah. I think the biggest thing, that, the takeaway that I have after all these years is that. Um, Everyone acts like they want it, right? Oh, they sure. want to be a famous tattoo artist, a chef, a photographer, a video guy, fucking car builder, whatever the fuck they want to be. They want to like they want to come out the gates blazing, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the problem is, is that these kids just don't realize the amount of effort it really takes. Experience, just everything, just even beyond the skill of being a tattoo artist or photographer, whatever the case is then you still got to learn how to talk to people, be a businessman, how to collect money, balance. Like, you know, you got to do all that shit still. For sure. And what ends up happening is you're trying to learn the game. At the same time, a mentor is trying to teach you how to, you know, keep money in your life and, you know, stay sustainable and all that shit. None Mm. of that shit's really interesting. So what happens is people only want to hear the shit they want to hear and they just kind of pass on everything else.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I think it's day and age too. Mentoring is a relative term, right? So it's like, fuck man a mentor could not be a mentor. You know what I mean? Like you might think someone like you admire or look up to is the guy that should be mentoring you. Sure. But fuck man, that that person might not be a, he might be a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you're looking up to YouTubers and shit like that to mentor you do, you're fucking up, you know, because they're on this. I mean, that's just me personally as an older guy looking at it. Cause I'm not fucking on that. Yeah. But like your life lessons and shit, you know, like interacting with people, talking to people in like real life situations. And you can't do that like at a business function I guess or whatever it is right you got some problems I mean you're going to have you're going to be two steps back you know and all those things I mean for sure every everything's opinionated you know like even with your the people you talk to or you're trying to like um, gain knowledge from they have they live their life a certain way just like your parents your dad's like they have your best interest at heart so they're going to tell you what they did right but every day is a different scenario so no, no matter what it's, you're in this position and you have to navigate, you know, with the knowledge that you've gained from all the people around you. And then now you're in this situation, you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to act. This is how I'm going to speak to this person, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we can get hella deep on the fucking philosophy and shit with it, but like, that's just basic, you know, the basics, right? So, but the more you put yourself in the situations, the more you can know how you, you are, you know? So you have to put yourself in those situations you like have to get out of your comfort zone and just put yourself in those situations, whatever the fuck it is that you see yourself at, you know? And I think that's what a lot of apprenticeships type stuff is about. Or yeah. like when you're a doctor, you have your, you know, whatever it is. Sorry. I- it's, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, uh, that grace period, you know? Right. And then life, you just got to pick it out and figure it out. It's like, if you want to find love, blah, 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 then you gotta go throw yourself, just kind of like just jump into it, you know, like run before you walk kind of thing.
0: You know, it's interesting. In, in the last two years, I learned how to, you know, I picked up on video and stuff, and I had a handful of people kind of helping me through either YouTube because I would stay up really late. Uh-huh. Um, and I did get some guidance there. I wouldn't say a lot, but just enough. Um, thing with me now is like I, like if I get into something new, like I'm yeah. going to respect the fact that it's going to take some time. No, for right? Sure. Like uh-huh. if I learn a new skill set. So my thing is, Either I'm gonna hang around in the shallow pool,
1: yeah,
0: or I'm gonna go fuck in the deep end.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm
0: not gonna fuck around
1: in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So my
0: thing is, when I started my YouTube thing, like I kind of went in more on the shallow side because I'm like, look,
1: just tiptoeing in. Yeah,
0: because you know, videos is so intense. I mean, it's not only expensive, but it takes a lot of money, a lot of fucking uh, manpower, a lot of resources. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, like the stuff that I do it it's more on the on the basic side, but you know, for me like it it was important for me not to get heavy into production cuz I just knew that I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Um and so I feel like lots of times when you when you meet young kids, um there's just a lot of things that especially when you are ignorant to the fact, yeah. you kind of like when you don't know something, your mind just has a way of like making shit up, right? Cuz yeah. you're like Oh, it would just be dope if I was a fucking uh like uh, like a, one of my favorite ones is like a destination photographer. Like uh-huh. a de- like destination wedding photographer. Yeah, yeah. Back when I used to shoot weddings from like 03 to 06, people would be like, "Oh, you know, it was it was such an awesome thing to be like a destination photographer." But the thing is, the problem with that is that as cool as it sounds to be a destination photographer, yeah, you got to think about fucking I mean, if you travel a lot, you know how much of a bitch that shit is. Uh-huh. Fucking getting on the plane, getting yeah, yeah. to fucking the airport at a certain time, missing your flights, um, all that shit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved. Getting to your hotel, you yeah. being super tired, and so what ends up happening is there's a lot of misconceptions that people have when it comes to saying, "Hey, look, I want, um, I want this because I think it sound it sounds amazing." Yeah, yeah. But the problem with that is that because they're naive. They really don't know what it's like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? you know when somebody's naive because they start talking about all sorts of shit that an experienced pr- a photographer, or not just photographer, but anybody who's experienced in whatever yeah, you can they cut do. The shit real fast. Yeah, you can be like, Yeah, you know. this motherfucker doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because he's talking about a lot of shit and you've been there or I've been there and you're just like, yo, that doesn't coincide with real life. You know no, what I'm saying? Sure. There's a lot of fantasy fucking play. Yeah. And so for me, um, this idea of paying dues is really an interesting concept because I've seen that being done less and less because young kids, I feel like because of things like YouTube or it's, uh, it is very It
1: is an age where it's, like, very easy to do a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, it's, so, I, dude, the other day, dude, or not the other day, it was, you know, a few months ago, you know, Coda's, you know, she's 25 this year, and, like, last year, I was like, fuck, yeah, because she watched a lot of YouTube, right? Not a lot, but, you know, she watched certain things, and she was all into, like, Fucking opening eggs and all this bullshit, you know, like, yeah, kids yeah. are super into it. And I'm like, man, and shit. yeah, dude, and I was like, man, I'm fucking tired of watching this shit. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, dude, watch some shit that's like educational. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or fucking something. do one yourself. Yeah. And I was like, do one yourself. And she's like, yeah, dad, let's do one. And I'm like, and I realized I'm the one fucking doing it. Right? Yeah, of course. But so I was like, yeah, set her up. I did this fucking like Koda's Corner and we fucking watched. I I'd videotape her every day. I, was, I would draw, she would draw and we would educate the kids, right? And I was like, oh, you know what? That'd be cool. But then I stepped back, dude, and I was thinking like, okay, first of all, I'm doing all the fucking work, which is fine. I don't give a fuck about that because it's for her. But I'm like, dude, I really want a fucking kid to be a fucking YouTube fucking star. You know what I mean? Because she looks up to all these fucking, like she doesn't get it like when she watches the videos, right? Whether or not they're educating her or whatever, she just watches it because of entertainment value. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't want her to look like, hey, you know what? Or be like, yo, and then. Kind of immerse her and throw her into this fucking world, and then later on she's trying to get away from it and she can't because she's so fucking deep in it, you know. Yeah. And so, and I had this conversation, and I kind of I felt bad because you know this is a conversation I had with my buddy Christian Nguyen in Switzerland, and his daughter was three at the time, and he didn't put her up on social on any social media at all. Like no one even knew he had a kid, or, you know, kind of thing. And we had this conversation, and Christian's like, "Yo, man, I don't I don't feel right putting my kid." in social media because you know she, did, she she's not old enough to decide if she really wants to be on there or not and if she did decide is it a real decision that she really made because you know what I mean yeah she's so young yeah she's so young so and, and it really resonated with me for a long time and then here I am with my kid you know um, and she's at the same age and here I am trying to throw her into it you know and so <clears throat> it kind of trips me out you know and I was like so I just kind of stepped back from it and I was like you know what I'm gonna kind of let her live their own life, you know?
0: Well, I mean, I think a lot of us parents are going through that right now. I mean, I did yeah. that with Calvin for, I don't know how many episodes I did it with him, but you know, I got to the point where I, I was doing all the work, like you said, you know, parents are doing all the work behind the scenes. Yeah, but uh, I,
1: I think we kind of feed into that whole like self-entitlement because you're doing so much work for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all that's kind of, he just looks and then all of a sudden his shit's up. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, so, like, with him, like, I had to go over a lot of, like, speech and stuff, make sure he's saying things right. I was kind of tough on him, you know, and I know he wasn't enjoying it no, because yeah, I was sure. like, no, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. Yeah, I did the same thing. Um. And, but the thing is, like, for me, like, I did give a shit that, like, I was spending so much time doing it because it was fucking hella work. No, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like, it's a production. Uh, you know, like, and so to me, it was like, I was telling him, like, yo, if you're going to do this, like, you got to go harder. You got to commit. Yeah. yeah. And he's five, you know? So I'm like, yeah. No, it like that's a lot of pressure for a Yeah, kid, it is, you know? you know. And here we are at home doing it. Imagine yeah. if we're on the set, you know. Oh
1: yeah, so I was, I was watching Cody's face. She was like, uh, <laughs> "What, what, Dad?" I was like, "Smile when you talk." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like like, I can't <laughs> smile. <You> just <laughs> yelled at me, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, you really want the audience to see you like that?" You know, like, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, fucking asshole, Dad, dude.
0: I I did the same thing, thing with know? Calvin. You know, we he did that one slime video, and man, that's we did so many takes on that, and the transformer video, and. You know, it got to the point where I didn't like the fact that we, were, I was yelling at them constantly. And then it got to the point where, once again, you know, you start thinking about a lot of, like, um, kid actors and stuff no, growing yeah, up and yeah. shit. And I was just like, a lot of these guys are fucked up, up dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're hella fucked up. And, uh-huh. like, kids of uh-huh. actors and shit, they're fucked up. And so I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. I was like, fuck all this shit. Like, first of all, like, this shit's burning me out. And second yeah. of all, I think a lot of kids have this desire because they watch it and just to, they want to be on TV, but I yeah. don't think it's like the same concept of what we have in mind, you know, because the kids are not trying to do it for for money or maybe fame. They just want to do it because it's fun and like their friends can see it and stuff, you know, and so it takes on a different um, ideology, yeah. but at, at some point, you know, you realize like as, as they grow and stuff, like it starts to shift, right, because then they'll be like, hey, I yeah. am somebody or, you know, I, I saw this thing, I don't know if it was true or not, but this guy was like, um, he couldn't. Have, he couldn't fuck with his family because he was like, they didn't have any, um, any cloud in the game. So, um, yeah,
1: you had to go. No, no, I don't gotta take shit. Oh, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I, mean, you no, can, I I got an ice maker. I was like, talking with the ice makers.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah it's inside the restaurant. Oh, so. The so, yeah, so but yeah, th-
0: the the big thing is like for us, I think is um, as parents, uh, it's very important for us to realize like. You know at the very shallow at the very lowest level you know they they want to do it because it's fun and uh, just yeah. be on tv but then they realized quickly because i was telling Calvin like you need to work on your speech yeah. you need to work on your presence and like you said like you gotta smile more you gotta make eye contact yeah they just want to they just want to have fun yeah, yeah but they shit, then they mean? realized like because i asked Calvin so many times yeah. i was like do you want to do this or not and yeah. he just be like yeah. at some point i think he was just like okay
1: and then like what's, what's that point when you like you're fucking your kid up, you know what right. I mean? Cause like, I see him like, oh, she wants to play, but they don't understand all that adulting shit that's going on, Right. you know, all the responsibilities you have and all the weight you have on your shoulder, like, you know, around you, you know what I mean? We've created this life around us that is so extravagant, I guess you would say, I sure. mean, not everybody, you know what I mean? But as an adult, we have a lot more responsibilities, right? Yeah. So whether or not you have a house payment or a car payment or a studio payment, whatever it is, um, there's a lot of shit going on, you know, and the kid, you don't want your kid to see that in your eyes or in your life. You know what I mean? Well, you want them to fucking just have a good time. But then when you do something like that, where you actually like try to start something for them and but at the age, they can't do any of that stuff themselves. So it all falls on you. That's an extra job for you. Right. Yeah. So like not only are you doing these three, four five different job things that you've created for yourself, you just added another thing. Well for it,
0: me yeah. it's um it's it's I'm very specific when it comes to that stuff with Calvin because like I want him to know that if I'm struggling or the family's struggling, yeah, like he's gotta be on board, you know what I'm saying? So no, like no, I'm you're I'm, right. yeah. I'm very specific about like like for example, I think like if I if I tell Calvin, yo, I need you to go water the plants outside. Like he, that's one of his chores, go water the citrus trees. Uh-huh. And if it's during one of his shows, this boy is going to have a tantrum, right? He's going be like, you know, like Joey Coy was telling me, his son like, acts like a robot, and he's like, uh uh-huh. And I mean, I've seen every kid acts like that, right? They get on their phone, and you tell yeah, them yeah. to do something, mm-hmm. and they go dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And I get to the point where I tell Calvin, like, look, I don't want to yell at you, mm-hmm. but I will fucking check your ass every day of the week because yeah, yeah. you're on some bullshit. Because I tell him, like, think about this. When we grew up, if, we, if I wanted to watch Transformers, and that came on at 8.30 in the morning. I had to be up uh-huh. at 8.30. You know what yeah. I'm saying? At 8.25. will dress, Have my cereal and get ready to go. Okay. You know, WWF comes on at 11. Like, I remember all that shit. Well, uh, yeah. X-Men, all that stuff. These kids, they fucking at the tip of their fucking fingers can push pause. And it's so inconvenient for him all to hit right. pause to go do something. Because yeah. it's like it, everything is too fucking easy. Oh, yeah, so sure. I always remind him I was like look I always and I, found, I always sound like an old man when I tell him I was like You're when I man. was fucking an old, when I was a young kid <laughs> old as fuck bro. it was it was only on Saturday mornings and if you yeah. didn't see that episode this whole, fucking it was, this, this, you, this
1: whole conversation we're having is so funny dude because like back in the day dude like we were pagers right and like yeah. cell phones weren't even out dude my mom and dad were like pager what what the fuck's a pager you know what I mean like page me I'll call you on the on the fucking on the pay phone and they're like page, page you and I was like it's like Keep up with the technology, dad. You know what I mean? I like, you, fucking old man. And then now I'm like that guy. I'm like, oh shit, dude. Like, my agent card went down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not staying up with this shit, you know? Well, I was like hacking shit back in the day. Now, I'm like, I don't man, know,
0: well, I don't generational gap is 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 a real thing, man. And I think, no, um, sure. you know, and we do our best. I think, because, um, you know, we still saw, we were we, our age group, we were the last of the analogs, the great uh, of the analogs, oh, right? Sure. Yeah, Going yeah. right into digital. And it's coming so back
1: to the analog now. So it's like, what's cool with the whole Sonic thing? But like, this new generation, that analog, that's classic for them. That's, yeah. that's fucking, that's primitive shit. You know what I mean? For them to like embrace that now is kind of crazy. Cause for them, like a record or a tape or a CD, which is next is going to be like, Oh shit, what the fuck is that? You know well, what
0: I, mean? I mean, what's a trip is He's like, you know, dead. this motherfucker right here, you know, he got in film and shit, but here's a, here's a, here's a funny thing is <laughs> like he can, because analog is dead now,
1: Uh huh. Yeah. like
0: he can go back and say, Hey, look, 1998 was last of the great camcorders. I could go and fucking buy a 98, the the best of the analogs. Motherfucker, when we were growing up, that shit was fucking thousands of dollars. You know what I'm saying? We're using fucking some 1993 shit, low-level shit, right? And so, like, he still gets access to, like, high-level stuff.
1: So here's my take on that, dude, because, like, technology's moving so fucking fast right now. Like, this generation now, like, they're so fucked. Because, like, you can't take one product now and say, you know, in 50 years, this thing's gonna be a fucking... You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, no way. Because there's so much shit coming out. You know what I mean? And all the shit that's coming out now are fucking spinoffs of shit that's happening in the 90s. Right. In the 80s. You know what I mean? And so all the shit that's happening in the 80s and 90s are true classic shit because that's a, an age or an era of shit that actually died out. Oh fuck, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you guys are if you guys are listening, this mic is attached to a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> by the way, it's like <laughs> fucking Andrew doesn't have. So it's a fucking shit wooden together. pink Christmas tree. Yeah, a fucking hilarious. pink Christmas tree. I'm fucking have this mic attached to. You. Anyways, so like yeah, it's, it's a trip, man. And um, going back to yeah, like going back to shit we're talking about. I guess it's like you know, um, people just feeling very entitled. You know what I mean? Especially in the art world and like tattoo and stuff. It's like, man. I, I mean, I guess I get it. You know, it's it's very. It's hard to knock on it, you know, but at the same time, it's it's like, it's hard to give them any type of love or credit because, you know, they got it so easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they will never get, you know, they have their own trials and tribulations. They, sure. they will at this. Sure. At, something's gonna, something fucking is going to happen in their Asian time that's going to fucking flip their life upside down. Just like our parents, you know what I mean? Like my mom and dad doing Vietnam War. That shit was fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then in our age, you know, like, I don't know, fucking, I don't know what the fuck, you know, Twin Towers, I don't know what the fuck happened in our age, you know what I mean? But like, I mean, we kind of lucked out. There's, yeah, there's I too mean, too much crazy shit that happened. Exactly. A lot of national disasters, but that stuff's even more and more. We
0: didn't have some often, fucked up you know. psyche shit where our fucking villages were getting pillaged yeah. and fucking raped and but killed. But you, know
1: you know what's really happening now? You know, it's like, dude, they're going to be going through some, like, they're going to be worried about, like, fresh water. Real fucking food. Oh yeah, you like, know what I mean. Like, yeah, true. Their struggle is gonna be and real.
0: And hyperinflation is a big thing, you know. Right oh, now, like yeah, the cost can't, of everything. You can't, is afford, you can't
1: afford to fucking live. Yeah. And then you can't, have, and you, and you don't have no fucking real food to fucking even eat. Yeah. So like, that's just gonna be real in the fucking like 20, 30 years. I honestly, like, we're gonna be dying out. Like, okay, I'm fucking dying, but my fucking kid and my kids.
0: Yeah, because if you don't set are, them up, they're, they're gonna, gonna be, be fucked. Yeah, they're gonna be hella right? fucked. Yeah. So. We, to be honest, I think our age group. You know, because I'm 39 now, but I think plus or minus five years on our side, mm-hmm. um, we we got to live through kind of the last of, of a certain era, and I think yeah. you know, especially like because like his age and stuff. I mean, trying to buy a house right now? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, right. well, you California fr- for sure. You got to have a corporate job and fucking, you know, and freaking. Now,
1: when I want to live in a tree house. You guys saw that Tree House Masters? That's a dope ass show. <laughs> <laughs> find myself a tree. You know what's fucked <laughs> up about build shows a like that? Treehouse, bro. Like all those shows where you don't like, need you, a permit, nothing. Fuck you can plan.
0: live in a fucking uh, trailer and all that shit. You know what the problem is, oh, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. what's fucked up is on TV it looks great, but the problem is you move to a city where they even allow for that. Dude, they make it fucking dude, impossible. You could, li- you
1: could live in a fucking Walmart parking lot, bro. You know that's like it's RV. I
0: mean, you could like kind of <laughs> temporarily, but no,
1: no, any Walmart, dude. If you have an RV, in yeah, a trailer, you can have an RV there. You but... Just go from Walmart to Walmart, and you can live your life. But I mean, you, I mean, you gotta dump your shit somewhere. Yeah, like, exactly. But you know, every city has a free dumping. You can dump your shit. But a fresh water. <laughs>
0: but I think this is the reason
1: why a lot of for people for all are you guys going... out there that want to go travel the world, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, go live at Walmart.
0: But I think that's the that's the thing is that what's tough is that um. The reason why people are going alternative living right now is because everything is fucking oh, it's, hella expensive. It's fucked up. You know, but the problem is, is like, let's say you do want to live in a small house. Yeah. The problem is, where are you going to? I see these shows on, on TV all the time. I was like, that's a fucking cool small house. Where the fuck are you going to park that shit? Like, yeah. there's not a small house community. Like, yeah, the yeah. government really doesn't want you to win that way see, because. I, don't rent, I rent
1: my backyard for them motherfuckers to live in. <laughs> I mean, that's just one of those
0: things. I don't know if you know, um, kind of on a side note, there is a thing called um, ADU. Where the state of California allowed, I think in 2017, to allow homeowners to build uh, property in the back of their homes. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like so backhouses. I'm right? actually having a meeting with somebody on Saturday about this. this is it California you said? It's California. There's two things that happened in 2017. So you can build a separate
1: property and rent it out. Like Airbnb you can't. You bu- can't be
0: or? more than 50% of your house, uh-huh. and it can't be more than 1,200 square feet.
1: Oh, that, that, well, I mean, most people don't have that much fucking footage anyway. So, like, like, you know I mean?
0: so like my house is 2,200, so I could put 1,100 square feet in the backyard. Oh, word, yeah. So, I totally do that. I'm actually talking to somebody about it this weekend, but I'll let you know about oh, that. Oh, yeah, give me the know. Um it's Interesting. But it's, you know, that whole thing is interesting because before, like, you know, only certain cities, like, you know. Uh, yeah, because I was, I
1: was thinking about doing a fucking te- uh build a little shop in the back of my pad. You know? Exactly.
0: Yeah, you can use it for office space or anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But another reason why that's becoming more popular is because because housing is so expensive now. Um, if you can build in the back of your house, you can <laughs> use it to also take care of your parents. So if you want to put your parents somewhere, like you can yeah, do that yeah. without getting it too expensive, or you could just rent it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, another thing that's been going on a lot lately—the ethical thing,
1: though, right? I mean, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing <laughs> is another
0: take care of our parents. Yeah. But the other thing too is like. Um, sure. Um, food now, you can actually set up and sell food almost anywhere now. I true. don't know if you've seen in Pomona, like people are there's a bunch of taco stands everywhere.
1: know oh, it's yeah, it's, everywhere, it's yeah.
0: everywhere. Yeah, it's so basically, if you can, you don't even need a license. You can if you wanted to cook freaking egg rolls and sell uh-huh. them on the street, like you could do that. Oh, word. I was actually gonna tell your mom about that because yeah. I was thinking about actually doing that myself.
1: You talking to me? You talking to
0: this guy? I'm talking to everybody. Like if you could. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. You don't, see his,
1: you don't see his. hand gestures in this fucking. No, he was talking to me for one second. talking Yeah. No, I'm talking. I'm, yeah.
0: talking to, I'm talking to his mom. Oh, my mom ain't making no goddamn egg
1: rolls. <laughs> so. Uh, so I can go for some goddamn egg rolls right now. Uh, the egg rolls sound really good right they now. They do sound pretty bomb right so
0: now. So, anyways, like, let's kind of get back on track. Um, so basically, um, so this idea that you kind of were trying to find yourself, um, you know, looking for mentorship in, uh, in the tattoo world, you started to kind of get it piece by piece. You started tattooing. Did you start tattooing in the shop?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I said, I was uh, I had my little space before I did my mentorship or uh, my apprenticeship, and I was like six months in, seven months in, and I, you know, then he kind of like, yo, you know, you can professionally start tattooing now, you know. So they started feeding me some clients and stuff like that, and they hazed me a bunch of times, yeah. some bunch of shit, you know. It was funny as fuck. And then um, they tattoo it, your butt, huh?
0: Let me see. Nah, Take did, your no, no, no,
1: no. Oh, dude, this fucking stupid guy. So they. We'll get sidetracked real quick. So there's this guy, he would come in like every fucking week, whatever. So we had a we had a um, a tattoo artist there, Deja, you know, she was a good friend of ours, and she's like, you know, super hot tattooer, you know, it, it, a bunch of guys come in and perv on her, you know what I mean? And this guy would come every week try to get tattooed by her, and she's like, no, nah, fuck, this guy's a creep, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> So then I was kind of coming to the end of my apprenticeship and they're like, yo, Paul, you could tattoo now. Yeah. So I show up to work one day and I'm like, they're like yo, we got a, we got a client. They call me. They're like, yo, Paul, come in. We got a client for you. I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm so stoked. I'm coming. I'm ready to rock, you know, set up my station and shit, ready to fucking tattoo. And I'm like, yo, they're like, yo, he's going to come in a little bit, you know. I'm like, all right, cool. And he shows up as that fucking creeper. <laughs> and he shows up with like fucking like. Just tear away pants, fucking like, you know, <laughs> like break away, fucking like.
0: <laughs> like he's in the NBA finals. Exactly, and dude. Shit. Like, like
1: and, uh, and and he was like, he they they told him that he was gonna get tattooed by Deja. He oh, set up oh with Deja, but it was for me. <laughs> so he shows up. He's like, "Oh, Deja's not here. Um You can get tattooed by Paul." And he's like, "Huh?" He's like, "You want to get tattooed by what?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they set him up, set me up, right? And I was like, "Fuck, all right." And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna." I'm gonna tattoo, you know? I don't miss this opportunity. And I'm like, what do you want? This motherfucker wanted a black belt, like, right? <laughs> 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 so it was, he wanted a black belt and like the fucking like the strings of the black belt coming down <coughs> down each inner thigh. And I was oh like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? Like I tattoo, t- 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 <laughs> so then <laughs> so then I'm all set up and shit. I'm like, oh, you know what? And I'm like, I know this motherfucker's not, he has no drawers underneath, you know what I mean? He's like oh, just fucking free-balling, like, he's ready to get tattooed by this chick, you know what I mean? And I'm here tattooing him. And I'm like, bro, if, if I see your dick or your cock at any given moment of this tattoo, is done, dude. Like, you're fucking done. <laughs> but, so, you fucking, fucking pull the shit. I'm like, oh, fuck, man.
0: So, and, that's crazy. So, Paul... One of his first tattoo is of some perv out there. Some guy's walking around like, yeah, a With a half-ass fucking-
1: half done fucking black belt <laughs> no. because I did not finish that shit because his dick did show at one point in the tattoo. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for that shit. I was like, hell no, dude. Well, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Banning all the motherfuckers all taking pictures, laughing at me. Fuck you guys, dude. Oh, like, shit. haha, fuck you.
0: Well, first of all, what kind of was it? Was it a karate black belt or what?
1: Dude, this guy, dude, he's like, I'm a black belt. You are not a fucking black belt, motherfucker. <laughs> was like, dude, I swear to God, he was. Like, he, was he said he was a black belt to try to impress homegirl, but he was definitely not black belt. <gasps> oh, um, all
0: dude, right. <laughs> He was
1: a fucking creeper, bro. He was a straight creeper. Oh, I was surprised he didn't god. come back, go outside, and jump in his fucking little fucking creeper van. Oh yeah. my god, free
0: candy, bro. No, it
1: was weird. It was a weird ass fucking. The first <laughs> that's tattoo that's I've ever heard in my life. fucking weird.
0: <laughs> but that fool got, he's got an original from Oponian Art, bro. So Shit, dude.
1: That's gotta
0: be worth something, dude. You can rip it off his I don't even know. I don't remember
1: what it looked like. I was fucking, I, I swear I put a blindfold on and just blind. <laughs> no, nah, but it was crazy. It was fun.
0: So you did that, um, eventually you went independent, or like, what's the story with that?
1: Yeah, man, um, so I started, you know, jumping around from shop to shop, not shop to shop, you know, Ben kind of, you know, he, he let me spread my wings, and so he took off and, you know, started working in different locations, kind of trying to find himself as well, and um, he was so... How long was
0: Ben tattooing before uh, when you oh, met him?
1: Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Ben was tattooing for a hot minute, you know okay. what I mean? Um, he was so established already you know
0: so you but you you said something interesting to me which was he was kind of trying to refine himself you said
1: no i'm just saying that because like he was working at that that shop yeah he ran that shop for a long long time yeah you know what i mean and he was starting a family at that moment like you know he found he found himself a good good lady and about to start a family and we were traveling a lot you know he traveled, I travel a lot, so we were seeing how other tattoo artists were living their lives and how they were, like, established, you know? Some were living in the mountains, some were on the beach, some were doing this and this and that. And I think, I mean, I don't, I can't speak on Ben's behalf, but, you know, I think that's what he was doing at the time. So he went up to the mountains, he went to Big Bear, and, like, fucking started tattooing with his his old mentor, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: um, Up in Big Bear. And so he was up there for a few years, and, you know, I went up there and hung out with him, got tattooed by him as well, and... It was a dope fucking scenario, man. Like, you go up there snowing, and you're, like, in the cabin, and you're getting tattooed. It's, like, fucking super ill. Yeah, that's
0: super, it sounds super dope. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: I was, like, I can't, I'm, like, I'm, like, they can't hate on this shit. You know, this is fucking tight, you know, and, and then at the time, you know, this is before tattooing really blew the fuck up, right? So there wasn't too many people who were taking it to that level where they're, like, hey, you know what, I'm. I'm in the fucking mountains. You wanna get tattooed by me then fucking come up to the mountains. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ben had that fucking that clout. That clout, yeah. So yeah. it's like, yo, you wanna get tattooed by Ben? You're driving from LA, you know what I mean, like two hours to big bear, up a fucking mountain, windy ass road, in the fucking snow, snowed in, and you're fucking getting tattooed by this motherfucker for a day or two. You know what I mean? That shit was tight, right? Yeah. So, um,
0: the reason why I bring that up is because I think, um, I mean, this is obviously a bigger conversation for later, but I think every artist has to go through kind of, you know, metamorphosis, right? Because you're no, just kind sure. of like, fuck, man, I'm kind of in this rut.
1: Yeah, so it's funny because, so uh, Philip Lou is an artist, you know, he's in the tattoo scene. He's probably like, you know, top echelon of tattooers, you know what I mean? And if you're a tattooer listening to this or a tattooer, like, if you don't know fucking Phil Lou. Might as well just stop tattooing right now. Yeah. You go know? fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's that guy. And um, you know, I got tattooed by Philip, you know? As he lives in Switzerland. The same same situation. This guy this fucking guy lives in the way the, the Alps fuck, and in shit the Alps, dude. Like you take like five trains to get there and he lives in his little fucking <laughs> You don't there's no tattoo sign, he has a little sticker on his fucking mailbox that says Philip Blue, you know what I mean? But it's like the shangri Law of tattooing, you know what I mean? But um you know, seeing the way he, you know, his approach of tattooing is, like, very, you know, different than a lot of people, because it's very, like, I don't give a fuck kind of yeah. attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I do what I do, and, and it's very, like, at the very end of the day, uh, in any any industry or any aspect of shit, you can only do so much, right? You don't have so much energy at the, at the beginning of the day, and the way you distribute that energy is your call, right? So, if you fuck off that energy, like, you're... Say you wasted a whole two hours talking to somebody. At the end of the day, it's like, why the fuck did I talk to that person? Yeah. You know? Or why did I go drive out here? Because I just fucking wasted my time, right? And because, like, what if you fucking died that day? You look back, you're like, oh, I just wasted all that time on some motherfucker that had no influence on my life or, or I care less about or whatever it is because they just wasted my energy. They're just milking this energy. So you got to look around, like... I had some pretty extreme shit that happened to me recently, which you know, you know I almost fucking died and stuff like that in car accidents and stuff. So I really, really reevaluated my life and like thinking about stuff like this, you know, like with, with Philip and Ben. And, you know, they got it right. You know what I mean? It's, you don't have so much energy. Right? Yeah. And, you know, like where you, where you distribute that energy, it's really, really important because there's so many people around you that you need to cut off that are milking the energy from you. Because they can't, they don't have their shit together. You know what I mean? And so they're just out there like, just stealing energy from everybody, and that shit gets wasted. And you know, at the end of the day, dude, it's not, it's not a cool thing. So, you know, I try cutting off a lot of people that around me that are like just kind of really negative and yeah, you know, it wasn't. I'm not saying it's not worth it for me to talk, but as of right now, not worth it for me to fucking associate with because it's like, you know. It's just, it just isn't, you know? Yeah. I, got, I got other shit that I'd rather, I'd rather put my energy towards, towards my kids. Exactly. My family, my businesses, stuff I started. And <clears throat> the things I started, the businesses that I started recently deserve the energy because, like, I'm going to see, seek that thing through. You know what right. I, mean? I want to, because it's a personal thing, right? So it's like, I started something, I want to finish it, right? Yeah. And if I don't finish it, who am I going to blame? Myself, right? So it's like, I'm not going to fuck myself over. You know I mean? I'm not gonna be like look back at like, yo Paul, you fuck you fucking suck. You know what I mean? Like fuck that. Like I'm gonna do everything I can to make my shit right. And if you're not on board, you know, fuck off. You know what I mean? So
0: Well, it's it's so interesting. I think recently um I've come to more and more terms with um just being kind of an online presence within the car community.
1: Yeah, yeah. But for sure. it's 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 so That's funny because
0: no matter how much I try to put out good vibes, I try to be positive. It's like recently it's just like man, all this drama, like I was telling my buddy today, I was kind of catching him up on just yeah. some bullshit that's been that's been happening. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, all this bullshit is happening in my life and it's like, I'm not even looking for this shit. Like, it just finds yeah. you, you know? And oh, it's yeah. like, I can't imagine if I was out there trying to fucking start shit. Then it's like, dude, it would be really on, you know what I'm saying? But oh, even yeah. in the point of just saying, hey, look, fuck bullshit, like, I'm just gonna try to live a happy life and want other people to be happy. Yeah. But even when you just want to be happy, people are fucking mad that you're happy or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, people are haters, fucking yeah. haters for whatever reason. Yeah. You've hated because you have a fucking pink Christmas tree in front of you or yeah. fucking you know whatever the case is. Yeah, whether yeah. you're you're successful or not successful, you're smart, you're educated, whatever the fucking case, people have something fucking to say. Yeah. Um, and but, so I think it's important that more and more, you know, I kind of you know the real purpose for my channel. Uh, yeah. for my podcast really is to kind of you know, this is really a lot of this is for Calvin when he grows up. Like I want him oh, yeah. to hear the people that I've associated with. Yeah. And I just want him to know like at the end of the day, is that just do what makes you happy because yeah. if you fucking you're trying to make all these fucking people happy, yeah. they're just gonna be pissed at you and you're gonna be pissed at yourself and you're gonna yeah. be pissed at them. Everyone's gonna be pissed off.
1: Yeah, no, happy is a relative term, you know what I mean? And I think like of course yeah, for sure. We all strive to be happy, right? Sure. And like a lot of people are scared for change. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's like, you know, the, you know, you know me for a long time. So the philosophy is like, for me, it's like, you know, if you're not happy, fucking change that shit, right? Yeah. So in any aspect of your life, whether it be a relationship or a fucking, you know, fan, friends, family, business, whatever, like if, you, if you're if you working every day and you fucking hate your fucking job, why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. You know, quit your fucking job, go find another job. Like there's plenty of jobs out there and like, oh, the economy's bad. That's a fucking, that's a cop out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah you can get a fucking job motherfucker like you have one now you can get another job you know but go find yourself a job that you actually like or or do something you actually like you know what i mean whatever it is um but yeah but then uh, there's, a, there's a couple extremes right so like i mean there's it's cool to be a uh, fucking happy all the time but sometimes you, you usually just, you just you're just angry you got shit happening you, you have to fucking let go you know you have to fucking be a pissed off motherfucker you know that's i think part of being a human yeah and you're right and i think for me it's like you never know the person that that's fucking like letting loose on you you know what i mean that might be his day to fucking let loose you know what i mean yeah so you gotta
0: i I think for me like i i think high school junior high high school like all my life until like i started my shops like I've always just been me, been savage, like don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But recently I've been more kind of like you know, with the businessman, try to be more happy and more patient and shit. Uh-huh. But I, what I realize is that when you become soft, like people try to take advantage of. Oh me. no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like because no, there's
1: that dominant thing that comes out, you know. Yeah,
0: but it's so. it's it's like what people don't understand is like especially people who don't really know you, like you're like oh motherfucker. Yeah. Like you are barking up, oh no, the wrong yeah, fucking like, tree. this is
1: the way I have my philosophy on life for a long time and it's, it's I think it's a de- detriment for me sometimes, but you know, I still live by it, which is if I meet you or I know you, you know what I mean? like I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean? Like yeah. every human is good inside. so I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean like we're cool, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what anyone says about you because you, Yeah. I mean, like, a hundred people could say you're a fucking piece of shit yeah. and an asshole, yeah. but if you ain't a piece of sh- shit to me at this moment, we're cool. Yeah. But the moment you're a fucking asshole to me, dude, everything that they fucking said, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Like we are cool until you fuck me over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, dude, don't fuck me over because shit's going to go fucking real bad. Exactly. You know what I <clears throat> mean? Well, I
0: think, I think more and more it's- uh, and I'm, like,
1: I'm always a nice guy. You know, people think, oh, Paul's a fucking nice guy, but yeah. dude, if you fuck me over
0: Yeah, well, I mean, recently I've kind of gotten fucked over, um, and I'm just kind of like, you know, it involves money and stuff, and I'm like, dude, I should really just fucking, just be me, and just fucking destroy this dude, talk some mad shit about this guy, but I'm like, fuck, you know, the other thing, too, is like, at the end of the day, like, how much of a noise am I gonna make how much how does that really benefit you how is it gonna benefit me how is it gonna impact my family so I was just like man so I'm trying to be a bigger man with this stuff but at the same time at some point like you know some people crack you know what I'm saying no
1: some people need to be put in their place yeah you know what I mean and that's I mean that's that's a personal thing that's between you and homie whatever the fuck happened right but like it needs to be done like instantly you can't drag that shit on yeah you know what i mean because that's just fucking it's premeditated like crazy shit you know yeah, shit yeah. really crazy shit happens that, that just you know, murders up, and shit happens that at that point right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but like, but if you're like dude he fucks you over and fucking just handle that shit right then that's one the, you know like that's you know old school shit you know like let's fucking let's duke it out you know yeah. like put your fucking hands up let's fucking fight it, you know what i mean like and if you're not doing it at that moment and like you don't know, have the end of it like who gets fucking down fucking shake hands walk away you know it's all yeah. good you know what i mean like we handled it you know what i mean like as a fucking man you know like you got a black guy got a black busted nose who fucking cares but you guys she got it handled you know and then now these days like you're know saying like people are all scared to fucking do like that and it's like oh i'm gonna go fucking uh create this crazy plan and fuck this first full over you know so but yeah it's
0: uh <laughs> it's it's fucked up i saw this video recently i think last night of um Uh, like this whole thing with cyberbullying, which is kind of interesting. Um, They basically got, you know, this girl who's kind of like at home and at school and she's not feeling well. And uh, her mom's like, hey, we know what's wrong, this and that. And she's like, not really responsive. Um, And then they show the video again from the beginning and they start showing the text messages that she's getting, right? Uh. Uh, I saw you with Jimmy. Uh, The whole school saw you're such a slut. Um, why are you fucking still alive? And at the end of the video, she kills herself. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: And you're like, it's funny because I think somewhere within the social media realm, I think in the last few years, like I've I felt a little bit of that. Uh And so when I saw that video, I was like, man, that's a that's a real thing. Like I had even a small piece of that. Oh yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you can you can, like all my life till in the last three years, I never had like anxiety of any sort. Uh Like if I like something came up, I just handled it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. as of recently, it's like I feel like as more and more things are out of my control, mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten a little bit more anxiety that way. Yeah. But it's fucked up when you see that shit because if a, if a kid or somebody who's not mentally strong starts getting hit up that way.
1: Bro, I don't know, man. Know? This this world that we're living in is fucked up, man. This shit is hella fucked up, this bro. Is, like I said, there's way too much information for fucking kids. Yeah. Not just kids, adults, everybody. You know yeah, I mean? Like, you're right. For them in the grass and they don't know what's real anymore, right? Like, dude... We don't know what fucking real news is anymore. Yeah, right. There's so much fucking fake news because they're trying to advertise and sell some bullshit, right? right? And it's like, and dude, people are not even watching the news, which the news is already fucked up. First of all, like, yeah, like channel one and thirteen. No, if you're watching that shit, you're probably a fucking a zombie, right? And then like, and then you go on on, on Facebook, right? The only thing you should be watching is the goddamn weather, right? Which they fuck up too, you know what I mean? Like, so then you got. <laughs> And then you got the Facebook, right? So you're like, Facebook news, which is, where the fuck is that coming from, you know? Most of them are GIFs and, like, fucking videos of people fucking falling off the roof or some stupid shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's all entertainment value, right? And, like, where do people really getting sh- shit, like, real information, you know? And you got shit going on in Japan, dude. Like, the fucking whole, like, nuclear fucking, dude, that whole fucking ocean is fucked up. Oh, bro, don't even get me started on all that man, shit, that, that's like, No, no, man, like, I got to do, man. It's like, because... Dude, Japan just had a crazy fucking, like, typhoon. typhoon. Where the fuck was that on the news? Oh, man, don't give a shit. don't give a shit about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so much shit going on in the world and United States. I mean, like, do I love my country? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I'm I'm not going to say I fucking love it. I don't give a fuck about United States. uh, But, like, I didn't come from here, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. But, like, when I I travel so much, you know? When I travel to Europe and Asia and all these places, like, You turn the fucking news on, it's a real fucking real shit. There's bombings. Like, there's real fucking news going on. Yeah. And we turn our fucking shit on, it's TMZ and fucking, like... Bullshit. Fucking, the price is right and shit. You know what I mean? It's like, really? You know what I mean? And every fucking news channel has the same fucking shit going on and it's like some bullshit that's just kind of like pulling the wool over our eyes. Like, oh, there's a fucking car chase going on for fucking five hours. That's just five hours of your fucking life that you're watching a car drive around a fucking neighborhood, but we're so immersed in it. You know what I mean? When there's fucking shit going on and across the world that people are getting bombed on and fucking
0: yeah man it's, tsunamis are
1: fucking happening and you know and and fucking rhinos are dying and animals are getting extinct you <laughs> know what I mean like some weird shit going on right. but we're so oblivious or like you know to a lot of that shit yeah we, we're
0: we we're, we're taking on a lot of information that is not really relevant you know and, oh, yeah. uh, we're overstimulated like you said yeah. you
1: know? and we, but you know I feel like you know it's a, but I, I, I do I'm confident I do feel like there's like we are in the light in the stage of enlightenment where like, um, you know it goes back to the whole zodiac and all like, a lot of this shit you know I mean getting pretty deep in that stuff but like, there's so much information going on now, people are waking up, you know, you, you, like, you're you can't you, you know you you can't get away from it like you you're waking up people are waking up, like mentally like their minds are opening up because there's so much information now they have. Wow. They could choose to listen to bullshit, which you if you are doing that, then that's fine. But if people that are actually seeking out real information of shit that's going on are getting real answers because there's real shit out there, you know? Yeah. And that's gonna create like big change in the next fucking, I, I hope in the next five to 10 years. I think, I think a lot of change is gonna happen. You know, I think a lot of people are gonna be like, holy shit, you know, you know our, our mentality or the way we think drives a lot of stuff that's happening our life and if if we are if we can like really uh hone in on that you know it's gonna make a big difference you know and like think of calvin and and koda you know like i've already talked to her about that a lot of that stuff and it's like it's mentally strong you know like tough love all that shit that's it all starts in your head you know what i mean and then trickles down into what you do in your hands so it's like if it starts up here and you got your shit right in your head you know what i mean you know all fucked up in your head Then whatever you produce or whatever you do hopefully, you know, benefits the world or benefits you and your family and this and that. But if you're all confused, you know, then that's a problem, you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. You gotta cut through all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Excuse me.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, let's kind of tie this back in. I think this might be interesting if we had Always. a side podcast just on, yeah, like, we live talks and shit. <laughs> we got um, hella right? I don't <laughs> know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But uh, let's kind of pull it back and kind of finish up uh, the podcast, at least with your story. Um, you know, like the,
1: the... Yeah, what the fuck were we talking about? The, the biggest
0: thing, really, uh, really, really, yeah, the biggest thing about the podcast is so really... Deep. To share kind of your 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 story to kind of how you got to where you are right now. Oh, I pretty, um, pretty
1: much told everyone I got expelled from school. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think funny.
0: the reason why stuff like that is important is no, because sure. um, you know I've been a bit big advocate of saying like education is important, no, but sure. like to me like institutions are not important. Like I don't give a fuck that you went to a fucking UC or Harvard or fucking Yale or whatever the case is. Um, my thing is like, what are you doing with your life? Like, how- I, think,
1: I think they're relevant, man. I think they're relevant because you can't you can't um, undervalue the teachers that are there. You know what I mean? Because they are. They I think they they truthfully are trying to educate people, but the way they're doing it, I think, is wrong. Right? Yeah, I mean, Cause we're evolving now.
0: There's a lot of red tape, you know, with with, with with politics with schools and stuff. Um, Look, you know, I went to Irvine for five years, and you know, the last two and a half years I probably kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Maybe the last year I, I, I right. maybe somewhat enjoyed. And you know, it's just one of those things that I feel like I, I've been very conflicted with 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 the education system. Yeah. Um, but I think more than that, right now, what's really important is that, um, like, what are you trying to do with your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you like, I, that's and that's the reason why I'm trying to talk to different people no. like you know whether you're a tattoo artist or chef or fucking no. a cop or whatever the case is because my thing is like yeah. you know uh, how much of your education had a purpose in that you know what i'm saying and you know we can oh, all say that sure. you know our education like you know for example you know all through school you know i did i did good i did you know yeah. i had good grades and all that stuff yeah. but fuck what did i really learned man i learned yeah. fucking a bunch of bullshit like all through high school is bullshit elementary is fucking no, no. Uh, junior I, high is bullshit
1: i feel i feel you on that but then you know I guess I, the way I, I would say like, I disagree a little bit sure. on that is, is like because we're a different breed, you know what I mean? Like Because you're doing what you're doing, and I've done what I've done, and we've lived our path in certain ways, but there's certain people out there, education is super important, sure. you know what I mean? Because like- Well, I
0: mean, I, like I said, education is important, yeah. I just have a problem with institutions.
1: Oh yeah, exactly, but like, you know, that's where they can get the education, right? So it's like, you know, they have to go to certain means, you know? And like, but if you're gonna go get educated, Right? If you're going to go through an institution, and get educated, if you're going to half ass that shit, you're fucking up. Like, if you're going to go to school, you better get a fucking PhD or a goddamn fucking MD or go as far as you can, learn as much as you can and, like, really take advantage of that fucking educational system. You know? And but if, the, you're, if you're not, then why the, the fuck are you doing it? You but the, I, mean? I
0: feel like 80% or more of people are in college are just confused.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Because 80 of those fucking people, they're just doing it because, they, you know, they were put in the situation to do it. Yeah. But. In life, right? Like, if you're gonna fuck, if you're gonna half-ass that shit, you're probably gonna half-ass whatever you do outside of life too.
0: Well, yes and no, because I feel like if you, if you found passion in something, like if you wanted to become uh, something that, Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know so, what I'm saying? So
1: if you find it in the middle of the way, if, like you find it in college, yeah, fucking do your shit. You know, like I'm 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 full supporting you. Drop out and do your shit, right? And like a lot of people did. But if you don't have a purpose in life and you, haven't, you haven't fucking figured your shit out, like, and you spent this much time in life and life and energy and money into doing this educational fucking program, I mean, then do it to the fucking fullest extent. You know what I mean? Like, well,
0: my problem is, is like, if I had something that I c- concretely like knew that I wanted to do, I would yeah. do it 100%. But my yeah. college career was filled with a lot of Changing a, that's majors. A, that's
1: a personal thing, though, right? I'm trying to say, well, like, but I the, feel like
0: that's a, that's a that's a conversation that a lot of people are having yeah. because not a lot of people are going to go. Like I started with yeah. a medical um, major, uh-huh. and I think eighty percent of people drop out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh no,
1: yeah. Well, if you think about it, most people that have a major, right, get a BS or fucking masters and shit. They ain't doing what they fucking.
0: Yeah, most people don't.
1: Yeah, then like went to school for fucking you know blah blah blah. You're not doing that. You know, I mean? you just become secretaries or it's a telemarketer or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. right? But it's like. <clears throat> but it goes back to your personal, as a personal person, right? So like, you know, I'm not gonna tell anyone to drop out of college, you know? But what I'm trying to say is like, if, you know, like, if you're fucking, if you want to get into politics or you want to do blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, and this route, whatever it is that you're taking, is gonna give you that mentorship and the education that you need, then fucking do it. But do it to the extent <laughs> where like, you are getting the fucking the fullest bang out of it you know what I mean well that, i think that's where the like, problem lies only that shit up, i man.
0: think that's where the problem lies is finding somebody who gives a fuck enough yeah. to yeah. to yeah. want to help you grow yeah. you know what i'm saying like if i look back at my that's college that's
1: why i the teachers hopefully the teachers would mentor you
0: well You're i mean right? that's the thing if we if we ha- if we lived in a country where teachers were really respected yeah. they were paid well <laughs> and we actually did what we could to put the right teachers in place, yeah. then we would have a different conversation.
1: Yeah. No, but I think I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty optimistic on stuff. I feel like, you know, some of these professors and, and teachers, hopefully, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're there because, you know, out of the fucking 200 students they have, I'm pretty sure they have the eyeballs on like two or three or five students. They're like, yo, this motherfucker, this guy right here, or this girl right here is going to make a big difference. And if I can fucking be a part of this difference, that's, that, that's their fucking thing. You know what I mean? Because why the fuck are you going to be a teacher, right? So, like, you're not going to be a teacher to teach fucking 200 students how to do math. You want to fucking find someone to really, really mentor, right? And, like, and as, well, I mean,
0: ideally, I think. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what we're talking about right now, right? So, it's like, you know, I would love to fucking find someone to fucking knock my door down right now and be like, yo, Paul, mentor me. I'm like, yo, yeah. well, why, right? Like, why are you, out of all the fucking people that I talk to every fucking day, why are you the fucking guy that I want to mentor? You know right. what I mean? Like, why am I gonna put my, my energy? Why am I gonna take my time for my kids, sure. my family, and my money to fucking put into you? Well, that's you know I mean? and that and still that so, goes back
0: to education, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you don't want, you don't need to be in college to fu- like if you see like if you want to be a tattoo artist and it's like, hey, dude, I like this guy Paul, I like what he's about, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bug this motherfucker until he fucking is
1: gonna mentor me. Exactly. And that dude that's fucking commendable. If that if someone did that to me, fuck yeah, I'll give him a chance. Exactly. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of, that's what I'm saying. It goes. Out of all the fucking people, all the fucking little lemmings that are fucking walking this earth, you know, there's a handful of fucking people that really are striving to be better, right? They have... and.
0: I feel like people do want to be better, but, but they, I feel but some, like there's not are, enough. Some
1: are lost in the I, educational system, you know. I just
0: feel like there's not so. enough avenues for people to really find themselves. Well, and I think yeah. the bigger thing that lends me to the fact that I'm so against colleges is because there's a lot of politics and money involved,
1: uh, and yeah. um,
0: and overcrowding, and you know, so on and so forth. But my biggest thing is there's a lot of fucking people confused. In, after high school they're confused in high school after high school they're confused through their entire fucking 20s I mean look at him he's fucking confused I'm fucking confused I'm almost 40 I'm still fucking confused oh yeah we're and, it's, confused. and my thing is it's like all through our life we kind of go through we, we go through this evolution right yeah. and I think about now how many teachers in my entire career have like impacted me to the point where I'm like I remember them yeah, they, yeah. they fucking changed my life yeah yeah I might say, maybe one, maybe two. But see, here's the thing: this is like, this is reverse
1: that real quick, right? So let's go back to like, just human, right? And back to like, okay, when you meet somebody, right? That's on you, man. You know what I mean? When you meet somebody, whether it be a professor or another fucking individual, whether it be a party or a club or a fucking family function or whatever it is, you know, like I said, you have that opportunity. You know, you have that five minutes of their. Undivided attention, you know what I mean, or ten minutes, or whatever it is you got, and it's up to you to fucking make that a difference in your life, you know, or make that person a difference in your life. So you 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 instantly like put them in a the category, like okay, I can. So there's two there's two types of people in this world, right? And this is a, a really hard thing for a lot of people to really grasp, and it's really simple. There's only two types of there's only two types of people in this world. So it's like. You, you, you're always using somebody for something, right? That person that person you're, you're associating, like me, for instance, or, or him, whatever, is like, you use me and I use you for something. But it's a weird term to say that you're using somebody, you know what I mean? Because it sounds so negative. Because you're, you, but whether it be for love or friendship or have a drink at a bar or whatever it is, or tattooing or, or whatever it is, is. You're using them for something for, to benefit you and then using you for, to benefit them. And that's it's an exchange. Sure. It's not bad. It's not negative. Sure. But it's a, it's a truth. It's a real thing. So when you meet somebody, whether it be a professor in school or a fucking student or whatever the fuck it is, you know, if you if you dumb it down, like really, really dumb it down to the now moments, like the, the day by day, hour by hour, whatever it is, like whatever scenario you, like you're fucked, you're fucked. You know, you I'm a student in college, like I'm already here. You know, it's up to you to fucking take your day-by-day day to make that shit worthwhile every fucking moment because you're already paying and da 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 So, like, if you're going to fuck it off, you're going to fuck it off. The four years go by, you fucked off. Now you owe $25,000. You didn't learn shit. You got no job. You fucked it up. But after the four years, dude, that's fucking a lot of time that you spent fucking up. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, if you really, like, take the day-by-day moments, you know? And, like, try to really learn something every, every fucking hour of the day, you know? Like, my dad told me, like, dude, just learn one thing a day, you know what I mean? And it, it snowballs. It becomes a fucking snowball. It's, like, coming down the hill. Like, sure, you learn one thing a day, the next day you learn two things, three, four days, Sure, blah, blah. blah, blah. It's, like, the But whole, I think, back to my nachi. point,
0: is, like, you still don't need college to do that.
1: You don't. You don't, for sure. Guarantee yeah. you don't need that yeah. shit because life, like, it's a whole... College is a very, like, institutional, very, like, something that was man made yeah it's you know I mean? fucking bullshit well i mean look you know? like i
0: get it like outside of medical law and all that shit I can my I my I can thing get pissed dude <laughs> yeah man fucking go do it it's already been an hour and a half so far, on, I can a
1: hold on, hold on. pause that shit yeah, yeah
0: all right so um where we talk um so um okay so basically you went on your own start tattooing um what can you what can you uh, let's say what kind of advice can you give to somebody who's kind of looking to maybe follow a path and wants to become a tattoo artist like what what can you say like, aside from all the shit that bugs you on what, you know, young <laughs> kids do today, like, how can they do a real thing to, like, convince themselves and maybe somebody they want to get mentored by? Like, how can they come proper?
1: Uh, that's a good question, man. I mean, in the tattoo industry, like I said, a lot of this established artists now never had apprenticeships, you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like there's a big, like, I've been kind of removed from that for a while. So you have a lot of tattoo artists that are really, really doing really well because they've produce amazing art you know and they they are changing the game there's a lot of stuff going on um do you feel like back then
0: tattoos were um just drawn by people who just um who who kind of had an idea of art and just kind of tattooed versus taking somebody who's really like an artist and like applying it to skin because obviously tattoos question, in man. the last 20 years has has changed a lot right because no, generally mean, like, in the public like it was kind of a negative thing
1: no, dude like t- dude united states like our tattoo history is not long at all. Man. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about like 1960s, 70s, 50s. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's carnies and shit that was back in the 50s and stuff. But, like, it's, it's, a, it's a really. It's still super young. Yeah. Super young yeah. industry. You know what I mean? But accelerated in a crazy amount of time. You right. Know? And, like, especially with social media, it's like just exploded. So, like, a guy that just started tattooing within two years has fucking 200,000 followers, you know what I mean? Because he has his weird fucking style, for instance, right? right? But doesn't give, doesn't even have one tattoo himself, you know what I mean? So, like, it's really fucking crazy, right? So, this motherfucker doesn't even have one tattoo. Know, he doesn't even know what it feels like to get tattooed. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, he's, like, tattooing all these people and he's fucking killing the game. Right, right. right. It's not killing the game, but he's doing his thing. So, like where's that balance right so like when you talk to him like i can't talk to this fucking guy it's like uh, talking to a fucking skinny chef right so it's yeah, like yeah yeah like how the fuck do i The know? chef
0: that don't eat butter like bro yeah, i don't I do that I,
1: I just i would never get tattooed by a guy that never got tattooed you know yeah. what i mean like we're not on the same wavelength you know but with social media and the way that the world's evolving the public don't give a fuck cuz that's their storefront right that's that's the street shop right social Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff, that's their fucking store, right? So they're shopping, they're window shopping all day long. So they see something cool, they can go to him, regardless of his history or his past or his knowledge or anything in this industry. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, this last two tattoos that were all fucking like, you know, has a crazy bunch of filters on it and make it look cool. You know, I'm going to go get tattooed by this guy. And they find out they got a shitty tattoo. Or it might be amazing tattooers, whatever the fucking case might be. But they hundreds of thousands of fucking tattoos now that are online. And so I don't know what kind of advice I can give anybody, you know? It's, it's changed so often because one of the things that I asked my mentors when I was coming into the game was the same question. I'm a art, young artist coming into the game. What kind of advice would you give me? And I've asked this to multiple artists. I asked this to Mark Mahoney. Rick Walters, Freddie, like all these guys I've worked with, you know what I mean? And their answers were so, like, based on their time, right? So it sure. was like, like Mark, you know, I was working at Shamrock for a long time. So Mark was like, "Hey," I'm like, my first, very first question was, him. I was like, yo, Mark, dude, I fucking, dude, I respect you. I love you, man. Like, you know, I'm young and coming to this game. Like, what, what would you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give me? And his advice was fucking really simple. He was like, yo, I would take more pictures, because coming to the game, he didn't take a lot of pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah, like fucking Polaroids and shit. Like, he was, he was doing that shit back in the day, you know? There's no social media and shit. So he was like, I would, I would take way more pictures and document all my shit, you know? And I was like, that's crazy, right? So I started doing that, you know? I took his advice. I started doing it. And he's like, you know, I didn't post all my shit up. You know, I still don't to this day. I tattoo every fucking day, but I don't post my shit up. People are like, And it's kind of crazy because people are like, see on social media, like, oh, if you don't post your shit up, you're not fucking busy, you know? It's like... Dude, motherfucker, like I got yeah, shit going yeah. on in my life. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't got to worry about your ass. I don't even fucking know you. you yeah, know? exactly. But you know, so his, So going back to that, he was like, "Yo, I, t- I would take more pictures, and it wasn't for other people. Now we we do, like the way we live now, we take pictures for other people. We don't take pictures of ourselves. You know, we don't take pictures like we did back in the day and print it out, make a photo photo album like our parents did, to show uh show our kids, when you know to look back when you're younger." that shit don't happen right now. You know what I mean? And I'm a testament to that. Like, I'm just talking about this right now. I'm like, dude, I I need to go back home and fucking print some (laughs) shit up for my kid. You know what I mean? And I don't even do that. You know, like, we print, we we take pictures for people we don't fucking know. Yep. You know what I mean? Because we're living to this fucking standard of some bullshit. You know what I mean? And when Mark told me that, you know, years ago, I was like, oh, it's crazy. And he told me, he's like, yo, dude, like, I wish I took pictures so I could see myself evolve. You know, it wasn't for anybody else. He's like, I would... You know, because we do, we take a lot of pictures, of, uh, we do a lot of tattoos, some are good, some are bad. We don't post them all, you know what I mean? And it's a facade, you know what I mean? Like, you can post the, the pictures that you think are dope or blah, 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 or because your client wants you to take the, post a picture up, you know? But there's an evolution in art and, and your your personal evolution. And if you don't document that, you don't see yourself grow. You don't see where you, the stepping stones that you took to get to where you're at. Sure. You know what I mean? And so that was a, you know, very interesting conversation. Like I said, you know, we got so fucking sidetracked. With, but back to Phil Blue, you know, back to conversation about, um, you know, him. And it was like, you know, one of the first conversations I had with him when I first met him, he was like, he came with a new book. And I was doing a book signing it was before I got tattooed by him. First, you know, I worked with him at Music. We had a booth and I was working, you know, you know, down the way. And I did a book signing you know, I had him sign, sign his book and, I, and I had an opportunity to talk to him for 15 minutes. And I was like, yo, man, and I don't know what the fuck, I don't know, what do you ask a person that you've been following for a long time? Like, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't know why, but I had this weird conver- conversation. And I was like, hey, man, so uh, do you have any weird dreams? Like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <The> fuck? <laughs> I was like, okay, do you have any weird dreams? And like, dude, he was like, dude, so I had two questions for him because I only had 10 minutes to talk to him. There's like a whole line of motherfuckers wanting to talk to this guy, you know what I mean? and I asked him two questions and it really changed his perspective on me and like that's how we really kind of like bonded a little bit. So one question was like, yo, do you have any dreams? And he was like, yo, yeah, I had this crazy dream all the time. He he, he dreamt that he would walk into the ocean, like walk into the water and like all his tattoos were like, his tattoos would just melt and like kind of like melt into the water and kind of like come off his body. Damn, like, that's crazy off his arms and like, and he was like, He's like, I feel like I'm losing my identity because this new generation is coming. Like they don't really know him, you know what I mean? So, oh, shit. and like, I think that's my that's my interpretation of it, you know what I mean? But like, I was like,
0: well, that's a is, crazy dream, dude. That's um
1: yeah, it's like some deep shit, right? Yeah. And so like, it's between me and him. Like we were the only like we we're the only ones talked about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the second second uh, question I had for him was exactly what you're talking about. I was like, yo, I'm a young artist coming to the industry. Do you have any fucking advice for me? You know what I mean? And like I said, I always take the opportunity because my apprenticeship for him, right? Like I had ten minutes to talk to him. I was like, "Yo, what is your advice for me?" And he was like, "Yo, there's three types of people in this world." And I think I told you this before, and we talked about it. He's like, "There's three types of people in this world." You know, there's like one is a person that like does something in their life, wherever, right? It's like the Al Bundys of the world, right? They do something like, "Oh, got a touchdown!" And they, they the whole life they're, they're celebrating they're that one, celebrating victory. that one victory, yeah. yeah. And it's like. You know and they don't do anything else you know the whole life is revolved around that one great thing that they think is great but no one right. gives a fuck about yeah, no that one like, fuck. no one gives a fuck about that right it's like that shit ain't great you know You're like but well, whatever but to them it's great and so like every opportunity they talk about is like that thing on
0: that one peak that one moment in time yeah but they never
1: fucking go and, and do anything else right yeah. so that's like that's version one right so uncle very- rico
0: also <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so version two is the person that does something great, right? It just falls off the fucking face of the earth, like Milli Vanilli, right? So it's like you got this one-hit wonder, and boom, you're gone. Like, where the fuck are you guys at? You know what I mean? Like, you don't even, you don't talk about it anymore. You're not, you're not, you're not existent, you know? Like, you're just a blimp in this fucking, like, this world, you know? And then the third is the person who does, you know, that, you know, you do something, you get to a plateau, right? something creative, and then you practice it, and you learn it, and you ex- be an expert at it, right? And you're gonna hit a plateau. You keep It's the ladder of life, right? So you're gonna hit a plateau, and then you need to, at that moment, when you feel inside, you're like, yo dude, like I need to change my life. Whatever the fuck it is, because I'm not, I need to learn something, right? Because as humans, we need to learn, we're constantly learning. So it's like, you learn, practice, learn, practice. So you're climbing that ladder. And whether that ladder is going left or right, up and down, it doesn't fucking matter because at least you're learning, you know? I'd rather I'd rather learn something, whether it be my industry or not, and go sidetracked with it, than to fucking just say, hey, you know this is the end of it. Because this is my career and this is what I I'm a tattoo artist. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that, I'm not a tattoo artist, I'm a fucking human being. You know what I mean? Like if i can, if tomorrow I wake up in the morning I wanna be a mathematician, I'm gonna be a mathematician, you know what I mean? Or I'm gonna wake up in the morning and be like a fucking astronaut, I'm gonna be an astronaut, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like Tattoo is just a fucking glimpse in my life. So when I talked to him about that, I was like, yo, dude. And he told me, he's like, yo, I want to be that third person. And I was like, yo, oh, that shit's deep. Motherfucker. Like, hell yeah, yeah, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be the Bal- Al Bundy's. And I'm not gonna be the fucking guy that's like the Milli Vanilli's of the world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna keep learning. So like tattoo, that's just, it's just a fucking means. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a fucking, it's a, it's a medium for shit. Like, I don't, a tattoo industry is cool. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Like, I can, I've can, i done a lot of shit in this industry. You know what I mean? And I continue to do shit in this industry. But am I going to retire in this industry? I don't know. I don't know where my life's going to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got a lot of shit going on. You know? Like, I'd rather... I'm just going to do whatever makes me happy, you know? And if tattoo ain't shit, then it ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, if life's changing and people ain't getting tattooed no more, I'm not going to fucking try to hold on to that shit. You know I yeah. I'm going to fucking go wherever fucking... Whatever makes happy.
0: So Well, I think you and I are very similar in that sense. You know, like we always got a lot going on in our lives. Like yeah. we always got project after project, and so it, I think I think the biggest takeaway really is is that uh, when you want something, like fucking just go do it. No, do yeah, for don't sure. fucking just be talking about it all the time. Go fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, I know mean, what
1: I'm I think that I think the biggest like the easiest fucking scenario you could say is like you know, and I, you know, you think about it, it's like oh, you watch like a mm-hmm. um, like a travel channel, for instance. Like a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, you're sitting at home fucking watching, like, you know, a ch- travel channel, like, oh, they see the Bahamas, or, like, they see, like, fucking, like, Spain or fucking Greece, and it's, like, this amazing fucking place, right? And you're like, dude, I would love to go there. Or I would love to live there, you know what I mean? Because you see them living this fucking dope life, very fucking chill shit, you know what I mean? But when the fuck are you going to do that? Your next life? You know what I mean? Like, when are you really going to go and fucking do that? If you're not doing that now and you don't put it... Like made a commitment to do that, that shit ain't gonna happen. Right. And you're just a fucking, you're just a fucking bullshitter. And I don't want to hang out with you because you are full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like, if you're gonna be like, I'm gonna go to Greece, I expect you to say, if you if you tell me you're gonna go to Greece, you better fucking go to Greece, motherfucker, and I'll meet you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you tell me you're gonna go to Greece, I'll meet you in Greece, because that's a dope fucking trip. I'm down to fucking go to Greece. Yeah. But don't say you're gonna go to Greece and not go to Greece, motherfucker, because like, I'll call you. Now on. you're cut off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like now, now you're not in my circle anymore no because exactly. you're a fucking bullshitter. Yeah. So it's like. It's simple as that, because like, don't talk about shit. Like, what's it say? Don't like be about it. Not fucking whatever the fuck was I saying?
0: Uh, I was saying don't talk about
1: be about it. Yeah, (laughs) but it's the truth, man. Like, life is fucking short, dude. Like this last year, not this last year, dude. Like this last five years of my life, dude. Like, my cousin committed suicide. My fucking uncle passed away. My grandpa passed away. I've had fucking so many people in the industry, you know. Lyle Tuttle, Rick Walters, fucking Boo Boo, Negretti, you know, fucking so many people in this industry that passed away in this last fucking like five, six years. You know, like Norm just passed away this like last week. And they were all instrumental in my fucking my career, my life, you know what I mean? And it's like, you look back like, the fuck? You know, like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I might be the next one, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I'm not going to do what I say I'm going to do, whether how hard it's going to be, like, Oh, I want to go to fucking Paris, but I don't have the money at the at the at this time like, well, fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you really want it hard enough, you're going to fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you worry about it later. You know what I mean? Like, you go to Paris, you come back you're broke. That's fine. You fucking went to Paris though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you went and did that shit. And you come back, you're fucking have zero money in your bank account. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Go get a job now. You know what I mean? But how fucking worth it was it for you to go it's priceless you know and like there's so many scenarios where i've done that like i'm fucking people think oh Paul balling got money and shit like dude there's times where i'm fucking traveling just because i want to fucking travel you know what i mean yeah i don't get fucked the repercussions when i get back home when i get back home dude, i'm fucking confident i'm gonna make more money when i get home sure. you know what i'm saying so like but i'm gonna go you know what i mean like i'm not gonna waste that opportunity to go because like i'm not i don't want to go when i'm 60 years old you know exactly I mean? i'm gonna go now well, I have it, energy you know? you know what
0: the irony of about like retirement is it's like you see a lot of That's people retire fucking, and
1: die <laughs> dude no retirement is a fucking facade retirement, retirement is a facade Dude, you reti you, you only retire when you have enough money to retire well, it, basically
0: well here's the thing though because the thing is it's like you know i i know for for a fact i'll never be retired because no
1: one is really retired
0: I, i'll tell you who's retired my neighbor's retired.
1: Bullshit, he's retired. No, no I'm
0: telling you. Uh, he's retired. He uh-huh. was a superintendent for many many but years. Is he, what is he doing now? No, I'm telling you. This is what, this is what I'm telling you. He's, okay, why yeah, he's yeah. retired. Okay, yeah. He's retired because he, all he does is walk his dog 4 times a day. He's just dying. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> Him so and his dog is just dying. It, it, I think like, his dog doesn't even want to walk anymore. Yeah, exactly. And my thing is like that's when you know Sweet. that's when you know you like know you're mean? not doing shit with your life cuz you're just like Oh, no, I'm retired. I really don't do
1: anything. Retirement is a man made fucking bullshit. Well, that's some
0: shit some white guy made up. Like yeah, I don't for fucking sure. Asians don't fucking retire. No, we work
1: <laughs> till you they die, dude. Like I don't know the, any Asian guy that's fucking retired. I'm like, you know you what? I'm done. I'm not gonna do shit with my life no more. You know no, what I mean? Like, it's,
0: it, and that's the thing. That's the reason I'm always gonna be working on fucking stuff. But you
1: something. think about you know you think about like jobs and work, like work, right? And like credit, all that, that's all fucking bullshit, right? So it's like you can't retire from life. You know what I mean? Like, life is life. You know what I mean? Like, so you can just sit around your ass and fucking do nothing for the rest of it. Exactly. And, like, most of the people, like, me, and my dad, dude. Like, when you retire, we already knew what was going to happen. Everyone knows. Like, when you retire, sure, you're not doing a nine-to-five. You're not working this fucking shitty job. But now you're bored as fuck. Yeah. Like, you need to do something. Yeah. You know what my fucking dad does now, dude? Like, okay, first of all, you store cars for a long time, right? Because we're into mm-hmm. cars. Then he got into all this. He started coin collecting you know so, but dude my dad goes ham yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he has a whole, six bedroom house one room just full of coins bro like I'm talking like just this motherfucker collected every fucking goddamn coin in the goddamn world and then like collected stamps and I was like okay and then now he's into fucking like clocks like cuckoo clocks and he's like goddamn Geppetto bro like he come to his house and it's like cuckoo clocks going off fucking <laughs> grandfather clocks I'm like goddamn it <laughs> I'm like well at least he's keeping himself busy you know what I mean but, like, you don't fucking retire. he just found another fucking obsession. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly.
0: saying? You just hope that you, you build enough of a nest egg for you to do all the dumb shit you want to do. Because exactly. hobbies are expensive. No, for sure. You I know understand. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to start flipping some shit at yeah, that yeah. point. But
1: then it goes back to that conversation. It's like, okay, so a hobby, like, for instance, in life, right? So if you were, I go back, I go back to this fucking analogy a lot, you know, especially if you're young. If you listen to this and you're fucking, like, in your 20s, right? So it's like, okay, what the fuck are you doing in life? And like, how much? What do you do that you love the most? Right? It's like a surfer, for instance. Right? Like, you want to go surf. You don't get. You don't get paid surfing. You know what I mean? You ain't gonna get no money surfing. And that's probably like one of the like the one sport, like besides skating and stuff, that like you really don't have to pay money to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's waves. And you got surfboard, right? So the, the overhead is very very low. But you gotta get a job eventually. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, for instance, like you get, you you're a, you're a lifeguard for instance, right? So that's one of those analogies I grew up with. It was like, if I, was, if I really love what I did, which is surfing, which is a hobby, I'm going to do what I can to maintain that hobby, right? right. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get a job as a lifeguard, for instance, because I'm in that scenario, I'm still in that scene, but I can live my life, make enough money to s- still support my hobby. And so, as you find your niche or your fucking, your, your love in life, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you do what you love, it's not a fucking job, right? Which is, I think, is kind of true.
0: So for me, that saying is uh, partly true.
1: You're gonna do. You're gonna do whatever you can to sustain your hobby. At yeah. the very At the very bare minimum, right? So I, it's like. I think. I'm gonna. I think, get, I'm gonna do everything I can, so I can get a canvas and a paint. You know what I mean? To to fucking sustain that love of doing that. You know what I mean? Whether it be tattooing, I'm going to do it just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do just enough, obviously, but like I'm saying, like, if you really love it, if it was a hobby, like you're burning wood or you're fucking, you know, painting or you do whatever, you can do whatever you can. That's why they say, like, a lot of artists are starving artists because they starve, they do just enough to be an artist. You know what I mean? Because they love it so much. So it's like, fuck, fuck the world. I'm going to do just enough so I can keep painting so I can buy enough paint paintbrushes and water and stuff to paint. And whether I am a fucking, I, I get discovered or not, I don't give a fuck. And I think a lot of people in the world, they should, they should take that mentality because it's like, you truly are immersed in what the fuck you do and you love. And it's like, who really gives a fuck what people think? You know what I'm saying? But because we are in a society that we have responsibilities and stuff, like we have stuff that we have to worry about, that gets kind of skewed, right? So it's like, I have to do this so I can pay the bills. I have to do this, to do this, have to da. And if all that shit was out of the fucking window, right? If you didn't have to pay a goddamn bill, what would you really want to do? You know what I'm saying?
0: So well, the reason why that's kind of a a catch-22 for me is that you know I've been doing photography for a long, long time, and you know, you know, in relative to my age, but I do feel like I've gotten to the point where. (laughs) I still have the ability to do whatever I want. Yeah. But I just feel like I'm a little jaded with it. Like I've done like everything I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? I could still produce stuff or be more an artist and all that shit. But yeah. I'm kind of just fucking over it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm looking I'm for sure. my next I'm looking for my next thing. And what I love, I love this conversation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I love getting and, with my friends that are doing cool, crazy no, shit. And just. Yeah.
1: And I, th- I and, and like, okay, this is the thing. So this is like an adult conversation now, right? Because it's like you've been through a lot of shit that a lot of You know, hopefully a lot of these listeners are listening on because they're, like, hopefully the younger guys, right? So, or or guys our age, whatever, right? So, me you are the same age. And, like, same thing. I had my goals set out. Like, I wanted the fucking perfect, you know, cars. Like, all the cars I wanted, all the things I wanted, I fucking checked off of my list. Yeah. You know? And that's just, you know, a testament of, like, just really fucking grinding and getting shit done, right? So, but now... Because, you know, it's like now we're at this stage where, like, you know, we can pass that along, you know. Right. Can, you know, we can mentor these guys, you know. Like, we can mentor people that fucking are kind of, like, in limbo. I guess well, you would say. but the
0: thing is I've I've already had that opportunity also. I've, like, yeah. mentored 19 kids. Yeah. And I'm over that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Everyone's
1: listening is like, fucking Andrew. Well,
0: you know, the problem is, and going back, the problem is is that uh the, the but they still have the right
1: mentor though you know what I, mean? I mean they have the right students i guess you would say
0: the problem is is that um i would say the success rate is very low because once yeah. again it goes back to the conversation we had earlier which is uh-huh. yeah when you're starting off everybody wants to do something great they want to be a great photographer a tattoo artist chef or whatever the case is uh-huh. but once they realize how much work it takes most people are like fuck this i'm kind of out you know what yeah. i'm saying and then when you ask it's like, how committed are you? Of course, in the beginning, everyone's like, oh, I'm committed. Uh-huh. And then when you really put them to the test, motherfuckers okay. are not committed. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so to pro- the, the thing with me is like, I put in my time well, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's so easy. See, the thing with tattooing, it at least- It's a
1: toss-up.
0: It's a toss-up. Here's the thing with tattooing, you can at least say, hey, look, fucking draw me something. You can qualify for them, right? Yeah, but the problem with photography yeah, is, any motherfucker can pick up a camera, push a button, go, oh, yeah, I took a fucking picture. Uh-huh. Well, for me, obviously, I could look at a picture and go, "No, bitch! Like you're not fucking, you're not ready." Yeah,
1: but I guess I guess you can qualify them in those certain things like skill set, but then like when it comes down to like really like assessing who they are, because that, then, but that takes time because no, no, yeah, every, everyone's, everyone's right?
0: gonna put on the best show in the beginning, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, oh exactly. no, no, I really want this. I've been I've been yeah. wanting to be a photographer since I was yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. You know, since I was two. You know, I was born with a camera in my hand. Yeah, and then yeah. you're just like, but you've been a, you've been a quote unquote photographer for 22 years, yeah. but your work
1: sucks but you know as as we get older you know what i mean like we can't lose faith in that you know what i mean like
0: i mean i i, I don't want to lose faith but the, the problem is that get, there's, there's, gonna there's gonna that, a lot there's of
1: gonna, shit there's gonna be that one motherfucking kid or that person that's gonna come whether however old they are or age they are that fucking just like turns your fucking life around you know and that's what i'm hoping you know what i mean for me sure, for sure. me personally you know what i mean like i'm hoping that fucking guy comes in my life and it's like yo dude this guy Really wants it, you know what I mean, and not just wants it for his own personal shit, whatever. But he has something to offer me too, you know what I mean? Because like, I'm not gonna just give him all my shit. But yeah. Like, he has something to offer. You know, like when I, when I was when I was apprenticing apprenticing with Ben, I did a lot of graphic design. So our trade off was like, Yo, Ben, I'm gonna teach you how to do fucking Illustrator, Photoshop stuff, blah, 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 You know, and do a lot of his a lot of work for him, and I'll teach you how to do that. In in exchange for you to teach me how to tattoo so there's that back and forth right but if it's all one way like i dude i turned away i turned away a lot of fucking mentors because i thought they would be a good mentor for me sure when i approached them they're like yo i want fucking 2500 bucks i want three thousand five thousand dollars for you your parents i'm like man motherfucker like for what i was like you look cool in the magazines but i don't know you for nobody like i'm not going to drop you five five g's you know in five racks for you to fucking like and then find out two weeks later, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? And actually, one of them, like, I did, I got tattooed by him. You know what I mean? And 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 he was one of my initial guys that I wanted to get an apprentice by. You know what I mean? I'm not going to call him out or whatever. But, you know, he ended up being a fucking racist motherfucker. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm glad I didn't get fucking apprentice on this guy. I'm glad I didn't get fucking, you know, apprentice or learn from this guy. Because I would have found out way later that I we were not gonna drive you know what i'm saying and it was crazy and it took like three four years for me to find that out on sure a, on a whole different fucking like level well know? that's the reason why i was
0: saying like the thing at least with mentoring is that you don't really get to find somebody's trueness until you spend enough time with them no, and, yeah, yeah, right. and that's the thing it's like, like dedication. committing dedication time yeah. man not it right. fucking takes a fucking like it takes an eternity to fucking know somebody. So, oh, yeah. like, that's the reason for me, like, even with the sale of cars or yeah. when somebody's coming at me, like, you got to prove to me yeah. that you're fucking hungry.
1: And that's what I'm saying. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, when we were younger, you have that leisure time. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is breaking down relationships too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I was younger, I was in long term relationships with chicks. You know what I mean? Same shit. And I had the time to fuck around and like really learn this fucking chick and da 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 da. But like, as you get older, you're like, you know exactly what you want. So it's like, there's no time for bullshit, right? Yeah. And same thing too, like in mentorships, same thing. So like when you're at this age that we are, you know, we're fucking pushing 40, right? So it's like in the mid 30s, like in the 20s, like, yeah, you got the time to find yourself and do other shit. But when you hit the 30s, you're 35, like, and trying to find a fucking mentor, that mentor don't have a lot of time for you. Yeah. You, know? you don't have. Cause he's been through the fucking 2019 fucking apprentices, and he's hoping you're the different one. But if you are anywhere close to the one that wasted his time, he's not gonna give you that time. Yeah. So like the guards are up, you know what I'm saying? The guards are way up. Yeah. And that's why you like, if you look at like, you know, watch the shows like the voice and like all this fucking, like all these fucking like America's got talent and shit like da, da, da And you And you see this kid that's like fucking 10, 12, 13 years old, 14, 15 years old a singing opera and shit, right? You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, they're fucking only 13. But like, would they say that? That fucking guy was 35? Probably not. You know what I mean? He's 35. They expect him to fucking sing like that. He expect him to fucking sound like that. But when you're fucking 13 years old and they have that drive and that fucking, ang- like that fucking, you know, that, that f- whatever the fuck it is, you know what I mean? That they have. Yeah, the ambition. Ambition, yeah, yeah. It's a
0: different story, you know what I mean? Sure. So, well, I mean, yeah. I think we're on the same page. You know, we want the world to do well. We want people to be hungry. No, we want right. people to, yeah. to grow, but you got to fucking put in your proof. You put know your know fucking what I'm work in. You got to put your work in. And then I always say, look. That's right. We um, all did it. Like, not no shortcuts. You yeah. Know? You and no shortcuts. When you get shut down, fucking prove yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of that's the day. A, that's a, that's, a, that's a I think I think the best thing, the best way I can say it is, is like, people like us are out there that really do want to help people. But we've just built, we just dealt with so much bullshit that, no, like, right. you got to prove to us that, like, hey, look, we really want this. And because of that, like, I'm willing to show you that, like, I know what it takes to get there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, um,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, you're right, dude. I'm down to fuck with anybody, dude. Yeah. I'm down to fuck with anybody. Like I said, like, you need to prove yourself. Like, the moment you fucking burn yourself on my eyes, and like, when I say that, it could be anything, dude. Like, it's just not showing up on time. You know, yeah. it's as simple as that yeah like, i mean
0: that's a big thing it's a respect of time yeah. you know like and why so, is your time
1: more important than my time exactly you know what i mean like you know, well so. i
0: used to be hard on my interns on fucking all that shit like look if you if you're showing up on time motherfucker you are late you know what i'm saying like show up before just to show that respect you know it's just oh, yeah, right. a, it, it's a little thing that goes a long way because yeah. when you say hey look um you know i, I begged you for an opportunity you said be here at five and you show up at five ten it really is a slap in the face. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Why weren't you here at fucking four thirty? It's your integrity. You know what dude. I'm saying? Like I yeah, mean, yeah. at the end of the day, like put in put in your value, put in your yeah. worth. Yeah. And um, you know, you guys know what it is. You know, we keep it fucking real as fuck up in this bitch. So oh, yeah. um you know, like
1: I love it. I love to fucking talk some more you know what I mean, yeah, well anyways, we'll we days we, on this shit.
0: we might well fucking do a spin off and maybe fucking get into that shit, yeah. but you know we'll we'll do another follow up with Paul cause I know this shit's fucking getting
1: super long for you guys. Yeah. I literally just put my headphones on it, yeah,' sounds so crazy <laughs> dude, like. so,
0: um, I'll just leave it at this, um you know, Paul's already already a very seasoned tattoo artist, um he's very busy, and he does a lot of stuff and he's been in a lot of places and he's been all over the world and does really cool stuff, but I think at the end of the day, when you guys are out there chasing your passions, just know that fucking it's not going to come easy. It's going to fucking take a long-ass time. If you're worried about money, fucking get a job. And, um, you know, like anything else, when you fucking love something, it's going to take a lot of fucking dedication for you to get to where you need to be. So um, if you got love for something, make sure that um, you put in day in, day out. Uh, There are people willing to help you, but you got to fucking prove to them that uh, you're worth their fucking time. And I say that in a way that... um, that it's very sensitive in a way that um, you understand that um, people fucking don't have a lot of time. They're fucking their fathers and they're fucking husbands, and they got fucking take care of people. And yeah. then when they devote time to you and you disrespect that, that's when people become more and more closed yeah. to helping people. I think so, you
1: know, just, yeah, do yourself right, man. Do yourself yeah. right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. You know, like, and when you present yourself in the world, like. It, what do you want other people to see? You know what I mean? Like, what do you want people to fucking take you as? You know what I mean? Like, you're a fucking knucklehead, and you know, if you're a knucklehead, you know you're a knucklehead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're immature, you know you're immature. You know, like, what's but your, the thing is like, so it's like
0: <clears throat> you and I have been there. It's the not, we're not going to discount you because you're a knucklehead. Like, no, but if no. you, if you want to prove something, like,
1: yeah. hey, if you want to get
0: serious, Fucking, let's get serious. You know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us that's come a moment, to the point. The for everything. Yeah, you and I could fucking sit here and bullshit about fucking stupid shit for four hours, but yeah, if yeah. we were to say, hey, look, let's fucking get serious for a second. Yeah. Fucking, let's get serious. You know, no, yeah, so, for sure. yeah, yeah. um But you know, we'll fucking leave it at that. You know, we'll have Paul fucking on another fucking show. We'll start our own show, fucking, yeah, you we'll know, talking back. about fucking social issues and all the other bullshit. Oh no, yeah,
1: I'm excited, man. I'll be, I'll be cool. Like, I hope uh, fucking Andrew starts. I can blow this shit up and we get some more conversations going for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, we'll start a, s- a separate thing from uh, from Life on Hype because, you know, this is going to be kind of concentrated on people's professions and cr- careers, but we'll have some other stuff just on off topic shit. Um, but, man, thank you guys for joining us. We'll um, get some other cool people on, and um, my wife's texting me is already
1: late. Yeah, but Don't shit um, where you eat. Don't shit <laughs> <what> you eat. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll
0: see you guys on the next one. Take care. All right. Peace.